laughing because you give me the victory. Banging people down him, but I can't do without him. That is why I love him so. It's so real to be real, real, real. Christ so real to me. I love him because you give me the victory. Let people down him, but I can't do without him. That is why I love him so. It's so real to me. Wrestle up, saints, wrestle up in God already. Wrestle up, saints, wrestle up in God already. Persecution we must bear. Trial and cross is in our way. But the hot and the battle, the sweeter the victory. Oh, wrestle up, saints, wrestle up in God already. Press along, saints, press along, in God already. A persecution we must bear. Trial and crosses in our way. But the hot and the battle, the sweeter the victory. It's so bitter when troubles and trials. When I get home on the other side, I'm gonna shake my hands with the elders. Tell all the people good morning I'm gonna sit down beside my Jesus I'm gonna sit down and rest a little while Cause it's so bitter When troubles and trials When I get home On the other side I'm gonna shake my hands with the elders Tell all the people good morning I'm gonna sit down beside my Jesus I'm gonna sit down and rest a little while Stand up and tell me if you love my Jesus Stand up and tell me if you love my Lord I want to know if you love my Jesus I want to know if you love my Lord Stand up and tell me if you love my Jesus Stand up and tell me if you love my Lord I want to know if you love my Jesus I want to know if you love my Lord I love that man from Galilee For he has done so very much for me And let the Holy Ghost come in. Gotta have a revival this morning. My heart is still heavy. This is day three. Not happy. Definitely need a revival in Jamaica. Because everybody in Jamaica seems to be sleeping if you ask me. He is taking all my sins. And let the Holy Ghost come in. I love that man, that man from Galilee. So send down the rain, send down the rain, send down the gospel rain. Talk about adding insult to injury. Send down the rain, send down the gospel rain. I beg you, send down the rain, send down the rain. 
Send down the gospel rain Send down the rain Send down the rain Send down the gospel rain I want a revival in my soul I want a revival I Definitely need a revival across the island of Jamaica to the blood of Jesus I want a revival in my soul Everybody need forget them white clothes Wrap up them head Get your white rum, your croton leaf, open up your psalms. <laughs> I must to the blood of Jesus. I want to revival in my soul. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. You gotta get through this one. Angel bound down me. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angel bow down before Him. Heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God we serve. That's why I am determined to hold on till the end. Jesus is with me, all in mind can depend. For I know I have salvation, I can feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold on till the end. I am determined to hold on till the end. Jesus is with me. I can feel it in my soul I am determined to hold on to the end Some sweet day I'm going away I'm gonna leave this world No more will I roam Some sweet day When this life is over Some sweet it is 10 after the top of the hour coming up. We're going to have the headlines. What we're going to be talking about today, stories from all around the world. Keep it locked. I'm going to leave this world. No more will I roam. Some sweet day when this life is over. Some sweet day I'm going away. You know what? Someday. Someday. Someday, someday, my people will wake the heck up. Someday, I'll go where Jesus is. Yes, we need a revival in Jamaica. Someday, we've been sleeping way too long. Where are the Jamaicans of the 70s and the 80s? Someday, I'll go the social media Jamaicans ain't cutting it. 
Everybody the pandem phone. Call out to greet him. Call out to meet him. I be called out to greet him. him, him. I am going home at the morning train. <laughs> You're right, Alex. This is where I gotta use my voice. Train. Because the healing train. Ah, protect bad things, make joke, Alex. Gotta laugh, gotta laugh, gotta laugh. The morning train. Did enough crying yesterday and the day before. Can't cry no more. I am going home at the morning train because the healing train is too late. So I am going home at the morning train. Cause we shall have a grand time up in that We shall have a grand time once we change out everybody. We shall have a grand time up in heaven. Have a grand time. Say we shall have a grand time up in heaven. We shall have a grand time up in heaven, have a grand time. Singing with the angels, glory, hallelujah. We shall have a grand time up in heaven, have a grand time. Oh, when the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, oh Lord, I want to be. That when the saints go marching Oh, when the saints go marching in When the saints go marching in Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number That when the saints go marching Oh, when the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, oh Lord, I want to be in that number, that when the saints go marching in. Thank you, Mr. George Nooks, for the redemption medley. We certainly needed that one today. It's time for us to go ahead and get started. Let you know what we're going to be talking about today. One cup of coffee, then I'll go. One cup of coffee, then I'll go. One cup of coffee, then I'll go. to say good morning to everyone logged on and listening on the quality music zone qmzradio.com everyone listening on johnnoradio.com and of course everyone right here with me on clubhouse after all this is where the conversation happens 
Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. This is where I read the news and we share our views. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It is Friday, May 19. You're inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday. Yeah, trying to keep it together, folks. In the Caribbean corner, costumes for Bahamas Carnival still in TNT after band fails to pay. Oh, boy. The inter-Caribbean story from a single plane to regional expansion. Uber Afro Cruise to launch world's first Afro Beats and Ama Piano Festival. CXC's security measures called into question amongst leak possibility. 100 pounds of ganja seized in Hanover. Make it go on, please. NDM slams huge race for political di- dictatorate, or I'm sorry, directorate. Yeah, let me get it right. So, uh, NDM slams huge raids for political directorate as a vulgar disgrace. PSOJ and JMEA demand accountability given pay raise for the pol- for the politicians. Yeah. Clark on GG's salary hike. <laughs> hey! Shut up and bend over. Leave the governor general out of this. <laughs> literally told us to shut up shut the hell up okay we see you prime minister breaks silence on salary hikes better paid politicians will deliver better results now as far as i know jordan is here glad jordan is here She, she just wrapped up a semester i gotta ask her how they do the grading in school because i've been out of school for so long Afro Nation <laughs> taps Burner Boy and Wizkid to headline world's biggest Afrobeats festival, and that's going down in the MIA. Out of Latin America, U.S. reveals eight-year-old girl, eight-year-old girl died in Border Patrol custody. That's the second one. Come on now, folks. International news: a 7.7 magnitude earthquake in far Pacific car rushes the Vatican gate. Is fired on. And how the creation of Israel ruined my life. In stories out of North America, Pentagon era said to overvalue Ukraine arms aid by $3 billion. Why? If I'm not Jamaica, I'm take with idiot and the U.S. I take with a fool. South Carolina moves closer to abortion ban. Penguin Random House and five authors are suing a Florida school board. In business and tech news, FedEx pilots vote to authorize strike as they push for higher wages for everybody at strike. Uh, y'all may not want to play with them FedEx pilots. A lot of us depend on them to keep our packages moving, please, and thank you. Uber will now let parents put teens in rides alone. Disney cancels plans for $1 billion Florida campus. DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. Please tell me you're hearing me now, Jeff. <laughs> DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. Uh, wake up. <laughs> they ain't playing. Disney's not playing. All right. In health and science news, a growing number of sports bras, shirts, and leggings have been found with high levels of toxic chemicals. So, folks, we got to watch out for those of us who like to just use sports clothing casually or those who work out, those of us who work out in them. We got to stay on top of that one. And believe it or not, news, exotic dancers at a North Hollywood bar become the nation's only unionized strippers. All right, then. 
Minnesota prosecutors have dropped the sex abuse charges against R. Kelly. And like I said yesterday, I'm still waiting to hear the names of everybody else that, you know, they need to press criminal charges against. But anyway, we're going to have the details of those stories and more, plus great conversation as always. Coming up right right after this music break, here is Luciano over the hills. Where can I find a resting place in this jungle created by mankind? To everyone logged on, listening on the Quality Music Zone. For quality music while you work or play, remember to keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. If you're green or blue or if you're red, oh, 
fire we a burn that no mean you a fit red up The whole a we a leaf a burden if you like red up So far you shall not know nothing name better And the leaders they might plan to leave in a gutter How much a fit red and how much more a fit sofa Instead of get smooth every day get rougher Cross, don't you know, don't they know Scrupulous deeds, they don't even care if they're actually The garrison is where you'll find exactly what poverty will do to the mind. So we always are looking for the road. We are put it to be poor is a crime. So we life is on the line. Don't you know? Talking about a revolution. Big thank you to everyone logged on and listening on JanoRadio.com. Non-stop party vibe station. Download the Jano Radio app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. 25 after the top of the hour. If you got somewhere to be at the bottom, you got five minutes to get there. Be safe. Thank you once again to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. I appreciate you for coming through. This is not a threat, now you say the nine Are you worried yet? You'll be talking about You want the world to cease But when you show us hope We will show you peace Look into my mind Can you see the well?
Andrew Holness, Nigel Clark, Delroy Chuck, Carl Samuda, Favel Williams, Juliet Holness, Juliet Cuthbert Flynn, Xavier Main, Olivia Babsy Grange, Orlando Terry Long, Dr. Audrey, Dr. Andrew Wheatley, sorry, Everald Warmington, Dr. Christopher Tufton, J.C. Hutchinson, Frank Witter, Floyd Green, Ed Bartlett, Dr. Horace Chang, Marlene Malahu Forte, Dr. Norman Dunn, Robert Montague, can you see my toes? The struggle that we live. Number James Robertson, Marissa Dell, Rimple, Philibert. And Marie Vaz, Daryl Vaz, Audley Shaw, Desmond McKenzie, Mike Henry, Pernell Charles Jr. Come McWatak! Tell me what you see. Can you feel my pain? Am I your enemy? Give us a better way. Things are really bad. The only friend I know is this gun I have. Listen to my voice. This is not a trend. Oh no, you see the nine. Are you worried yet? You'll be talking about front and center. We need Andrew Holness and Nigel Clark. Look into my mind. Can you see my wealth? Can you tell that I wanna help myself? But if it happened that it is the bottom of the hour, we're gonna go ahead and get started. Look into my heart. I can feel your fear. Take another look. Can you hold my stare? Why are you afraid of my younger face? Or is it this thing bulging in my waist? Look into my life. Can you see my kids? Let me ask you this. You know what hungry is? In this part of town, survival is my will. For you to stay alive, you got to rob and kill. Look and I am going to try my best not to go off today. <laughs> I really am. Well, I made up my mind to win. I really am. All right, folks, we're going to kick it off in the Caribbean corner.
For our first story, we head on over to Bahamas. Costumes for Bahamas Carnival still in TNT after band fails to pay. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Trinidadian mass designer Ronan McIntosh says he already has seen interest in the costumes that have been left in his mass camp after a Bahamian band failed to pay for them. You can't be ordering people things at them, t- them time I met the things and you know, pay them for them things. Macintosh's band, Ronnie and Caro, designed costumes for the band but never got paid. As a result, the costumes were not shipped to the Bahamas. And Bahamas Carnival takes place this weekend. Macintosh posted a photo of the costumes in boxes to social media. He wrote, These are costumes for the Bahamas Carnival, which is happening this weekend, which have not been paid for. Masqueraders playing in this band will be very shocked and disappointed. Unfortunately, the band leaders have chosen not to inform the masqueraders of the situation, which is very sad and dishonest indeed. All right, next story, the inter-Caribbean story from a single plane to regional expansion, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. The origin story of inter-Caribbean sounds like a good script for a romantic movie. A boy from Turks and Caicos meets a girl studying in the Dominican Republic and embarks on weekend trips in earnest pursuit. Alas, he never makes it back in time for work on Monday and decides to take matters into his own hands by getting his pilot's license. License secured, he gets a loan to purchase a plane and in true fairy tale style, gets the girl and marries her. But more than just getting the girl, Lyndon Gardner, the protagonist in his life, real life story, got the beginnings of what is today the largest privately owned airline in the Caribbean that is expanding rapidly to seal its place as one of the region's foremost carriers. With his single Cessna plane that he bought with his loan, Gardner started operating on-demand charters. Yep. The fourth of six children raised by a single mother. Give it up to the single mothers. Yay. Got to give you all a round of applause for doing the damn thing. He was motivated to go into the aviation business when a friend paid him $500 to go on an aerial sightseeing trip to photograph boats in a fishing tournament. Earning that much in an hour gave the young gardener the impetus to leave his bank job where he earned a mere... $1,000 a month. By by 2003, Gardner expanded his fleet and operations, servicing routes in the Caribbean under a rebranded company called Air Turks and Caicos. Ten years later, he rebranded again into Inter-Caribbean Airways and today sits as its chairman. Congratulations to you, Mr. Lyndon Gardner. Um, For anyone in the Caribbean who wants to use private means you don't want to get on commercial planes with you know the rest of us please by all means let us support another fellow caribbean native all right uber afro seems as though um cruise is the way to go now for concerts well uber afro cruise to launch the world's first afro beats and amapiano festival story also courtesy of caribbean.loopnews.com the creators of the the popular Uber Soca Cruise have launched the Uber Afro Cruise, a four-night luxury cruise on Royal Caribbean's Explorer of the Seas from November 21 to 25. The inaugural cruise will depart from Miami, Florida, and will stop in Ocherios, Jamaica, before returning to Miami. In a press statement, founder and CEO Nathaniel Turner 
noted that Af Uber Afro Cruise will be a historic celebration of Afrobeats music, art, culture, fashion, vibes, and energy. Imagine I'm a piano on the ocean, Afrobeats on the Lido deck, and the intoxicating scent of jollof and fufu in the kitchen. Uber Afro Cruise has something for everyone. One of the main attractions of Uber Afro Cruise is the lineup of entertainers. From established Afrobeat stars and Amapiano artists, the roster is jam-packed with African talent and sprinkles from the diaspora. Who started the idea? Whose um, idea was it to start cruises? With um, Was it Love and Harmony? Was it jam rock which who was the originator who who came up with the idea anybody know gotta research that but whatever you know it's the way i don't know good morning good morning Rosolo. good morning i don't know but i know there's also a cruise leaving out of japan on in yes. july for yes. the last round yeah it... yeah he was sammy was talking about it right uh he he was yeah so people but wait can you hear me yeah go okay. ahead so yeah, yeah, cruises, the cruise that they're going from Japan to Korea. And yes, I'm giving them a free um... promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not free, actually. It's just not on this show. But um, yes, they, so the, the cruises, uh, and what you heard Sammy T say. Yeah. That yeah. They're, they're gonna, they're not gonna be touring as Mighty Crone and the song system anymore, but they're gonna get into, you know, different businesses. And I think this is gonna be one of them. This is gonna be an annual thing for them. But the good so. thing is, though, with that um, Japan tour, he's also bringing over Massive B out of New York. Yes. And Massive yeah, B has um, Jabba and um, what's his name? And of course, you know, Jabba is part of the whole. Love and Harmony Cruise. Harmony Cruise, yes. Right, so it's yes. an inter twin. what do you call it? Rory's going to be there too. Rory's yeah, Rory from yeah. Love is going to be there as well. So, um, And he said it, he said it, you know, it's bringing the culture, the real part of the culture to, you know, Japan and Korea. So it should be interesting. Yeah. I look forward to I just need cruise money. Can I have a cruise budget, please? <laughs> we got to set up a, a GoFundMe. Yeah, a carnival GoFundMe. So we need another. Out. We need another um, GoFundMe. So we have one for the private island and we need to get one for the cruises. Oh, right? yes, the private island. But the private island is more important based on everything yes, that's with happening. Everything read, that's read, on. <laughs> read on. Okay, read on. so next up, CXC security measures called into question amongst leak possibilities. Story courtesy of Barbados.loopnews.com. The region's top examination body has been instructed to do better. The Caribbean Coalition for Exam Redress wants not only answers from Caribbean Examination Council, CXC, following unsubstantiated rumors that a written paper was leaked, but solutions to protect against any repeats in the future as well. The 2023 Caribbean Secondary Education Certificate, CSEC Math Paper 02, was allegedly leaked prior to the exam date of May 17 in at least two territories. Oh boy, not cool. Anyway, hours after it was completed across the region, CXC announced it was investigating the possible leak with urgency. The regional body assured that once the investigation is completed, they will issue a definitive statement. And now it's time for stories out of our favorite place in the world this week, Jamaica. First up, 100 pounds of ganja seized in Hanover, story courtesy of Nationwide Radio. 
The Hanover police seized approximately 100 pounds of ganja during an operation on Wednesday morning. Reports are that a police team was on a pre-dawn operation when they spotted two men at about 1.30 a.m. The men escaped on approach of the police. The Green Island police say a nearby structure was searched, resulting in the seizure of about 100 pounds of ganja and two parcels of seeds. No arrests were made. Please leave the people them alone. Leave the people them alone. Met them grow them weed, met them do what them need for do because everybody I live big atop them one live big at bottom too. Love the people them. Anyway, next story. <laughs> so the NDM slams huge race political di- um directorate as a vulgar disgrace. So I'm gonna just play I'm just going to go through the next set of stories. It's four of them. They all have to do with the same issue at hand that has everybody um, angry, upset, spewing venoms, everything, right? So we're going to go through them. I'm going to play the clips, and then we can have our discussion afterwards, okay? First up, NDM slams the huge raise. Of course, the National Democratic Movement, NDM, has branded the bumper pay rise for parliamentarians as a vulgar disgrace. NDM President Peter Townsend said the move is a slap. Slap, that's a box dung in the face of many Jamaicans struggling daily to make ends meet. We are concerned that this level of increase at this time, the percentage increases are too much. It should have been more done incremental over a longer period of time. It, it is too significant and a jump, we believe, at this time. Mr. Townsend says it is hard to justify the huge gap that exists between those at the top and bottom of the various salary scales used right across government. I hear the argument about increasing the salary of the leadership of the various bodies, government bodies, but is it equitable in terms of the the gap between those at the top and those lower down the tier who who do a lot of hard work as well? So, you know, the the anomaly that exists in this up to 300% increase compared to the fact that the people lower down got, you know, however you slice it and dice it, it is hard to defend. That was Peter Townsend, president of the NDM, speaking with Nationwide News. The PSOJ and JMEA demand accountability given pay rise for the political directorate. I also have a news bite for that one, a sound bite rather for that one. The government has faced backlash since Tuesday's announcement in Parliament of eye-popping increases as much as a 200% in salaries paid to members of the political directorate. The increases will see the salary of members of parliament move from $4.3 million per annum to over $11 million. The Prime Minister's salary will move from just over $9 million to almost $26 million this year and almost $29 million in 2024. The massive increase forms part of the public sector compensation review. The PSOJ and JMEA say in light of the massive increases, the government must establish a transparent accountability system that allows the citizens to assess the performance of those in Parliament. Notwithstanding this stance, the president of the PSOJ, Metrisiaga, says his members are not opposed to the increases announced. Yeah, well, listen, um, there's no doubt that salary increases have been needed for some time. And um, the government has now gone ahead and, and so done for many people in the public sector and themselves as the political directorate. What we are saying is that 
whilst the whilst we understand the need for the salary increases the government may want to look at the possibility of doing so over an extended period of time rather than all at once and also for them to ensure that they put the things in place to assure accountability. Mr. Siaga says the PSOJ's call reflects the popular sentiment of many Jamaicans. Yeah, and, and, and when I speak, I speak on behalf of the business community, which include the, the many employees that we have and the citizens of Jamaica, absolutely. Mr. Siaga says the schedule by which the pay of parliamentarians is increased ought to be shorter. Yeah, what we don't want is we don't want to have 30 years come again. We don't look at it and then in 30 years we have these massive two and 300 um, percent increases. What we want is to move forward on a regular basis where we assess people's work and then we give the salary increases commensurate with the work that they're doing. Shaloy Smichael for Nationwide News. Our next story, Clark on the Governor-General's salary hike. Leave the Governor-General out of this. We do have a soundbite for that one as well while I'm waiting for that to load. Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark has responded to the outrage which has greeted the report by Nationwide News that Governor-General Sir Patrick Allen is to get an almost 200% hike in his salary. Sir Patrick, King Charles's representative in Jamaica, is set to receive a salary pegged to the more than $34 million earned annually by the Chief Justice. He is responsible for some of the most sensitive appointments in the country and plays a critical role in maintaining the social peace in the country. The appointment schedule of the governor of the office of the governor general is relenting. The hold of the office of the governor general is required to live a life that many would choose not to. Loses much of his or her freedom. You know, talk about the parliamentarians, talk about the cabinet ministers, but leave the office of the governor general out of this. Dr. Clark says the comparison of the salaries being paid to members of the political directorate with those paid to persons elsewhere in the public service is unhelpful. The adjustment for parliamentarians and ministers does not begin to even move the needle on the approximate $100 billion first-year cost of the reform. Let's put it this way. If the amount allocated to parliamentarians and ministers... Hold on a second. I'm sorry, I have to rewind that. ...for parliamentarians and ministers does not begin to even move the needle on the approximate $100 billion first-year cost of the reform. Let's put it this way. If the amount allocated to parliamentarians and ministers for the first year was reallocated to any of the large groups, it would have resulted in an immaterial upward adjustment of maybe $1,600 a month. Right, so what we would do is give in to, you know, arguments of perception, not reality. The reason why we haven't done it in the past is because of the optics. But we are allowing optics to hold us back as a country. Prime Minister breaks silence on salary hikes. Better paid politicians will deliver better results. This one is also courtesy of Nationwide Radio. Prime Minister Andrew Holness has broken his silence over the massive salary increase granted to members of the political directorate. Holness and his government have faced a tsunami of criticism in the wake of Tuesday's announcement that the salaries for parliamentarians are to jump by as much as 200% 
effective April 1, 2024. We have more in this report from Shaloy Smichael. An underpaid political class cannot deliver what the country demands. That's the word from Prime Minister Andrew Holness in defending the decision by his government to give a better pay to parliamentarians. We sat in the cabinet and we agonized even whether or not we should even take any increase. Not something that we took lightly because we know that there are persons who will try to make political fodder over it. As a country, what has plagued us is that we have treated the political class with schizophrenia and disdain. The truth is you get the quality of governance that you elect. And every government is afraid to touch it because if you touch it, people say you don't deserve it. Why we should pay you more and the country not running well? The country not running well. Because of that very reason, you have chosen to have an underpaid political class. How must they deliver? The Prime Minister was speaking earlier on Thursday at a ceremony to mark the 100th birthday of late former Prime Minister Hugh Lawson Shearer. The increases will see the salary of members of parliament move from $4.3 million to over $11 million per annum. The prime minister's salary will move from just over $9 million to almost $26 million this year and almost $29 million in 2024. Mr. Holness says the best talent will now be thinking favorably about a career in politics. There are many young people out there now who have started to look at entering the political field with higher educational qualifications, higher skills level, higher competences. You are going to see as a result of this an increase, an improvement in the level of entrance coming into the political field. No questions asked. But you're also going to see an improvement in the existing occupants of the posts because they have to now step up their game. The Prime Minister said he was not surprised that while the PNP caucus of MPs had no issue with the salary hike, the PNP secretariat would see things differently. Even the opposition quite rightly saw the logic in what was being done and saw that it was in the best interest of developing a proper structure for the country in terms of compensation structure. But I did not expect that they would continue on a logical path. We expected that because the political opportunity that it provides is just too much to resist. But in doing that, it throws up their hypocrisy and their false indignation. Those who have what they call common sense, but not common intelligence, they will latch on to it. <laughs> for Nationwide News. Woo! Damn, you insulting. Wait, did I hear them right? Moments all the dumpsy. <laughs> all the Jamaicans real dumb, see, all they have common sense, but all they have no common intelligence. Did he just literally call us a bunch of fools? He just called us a bunch of fools. Did, did, but wait, oh, did he geez. say that things aren't working because they didn't get paid? <laughs> Is that what he said? Hold on a second. Hold on. Before we get into this, because... Yo, tell me something. Okay. What did we do? If all the... mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Bone shaking and count and make the skull upset. No, 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 I don't sit. Back of the class, man, I'm a subject. I'm getting gallon out of the beam, I want rough sex. She popped the money out. So, he just called us all dunce, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead. Russell, you want to start since you're at the top of this Hold on, I just hurt my hand. I bang up the wall. Hold on. <laughs> my hand out me. <laughs> um, well, 
I was going to say, what, what would they do if all the teachers just walked off? What would they do? Because you and I talked about it after. What would they do if all, all their drivers and all their, their, their helpers and all their gardeners just walked off? <laughs> and all their luxuries were removed. What do you mean you're calling? We all call people done. You're disrespectful. See, the thing is, this is why people get angry and their response sounds so ignorant to people. Well, this is disrespect. Now you're disrespect. You, you, you put it out there. People are responding and reacting. You act as if everybody's supposed to say, oh, that is so wonderful. You, that is great. We'll all sit here broke and hungry while you are just, you know, living the best life. That's what they want us to say. And because we don't say that, no, we're, we're ignorant. All right. All right. With Neil. I mean, rightly saw the logic in what was being done and saw that it was in the best interest of developing a proper structure for the country in terms of compensation structure. But I did not expect that they would continue on a logical path. We expected that because the political opportunity that it provides is just too much to resist. But in doing that, it throws up their hypocrisy and their false indignation. Those who have what they call common sense, but not common intelligence, they will latch on to it. Oh, I missed, I missed that part. I can't okay, believe he just okay. did that, Javet. Okay, okay. Why okay. shouldn't he? Um... Wait, I think that kind of changes what I was going to say. But go ahead, Donald, you go first. So just to start with the whole point of better performance, I will just give one thing from a few months ago, the Auditor General report. <laughs> you, the you are going General there. Report, there are branches of government run by these ministers that has not submitted a report to the Auditor General Office in 10 years. Mm -hmm. These reports are due every year. And this report is an evaluation of the monies that are budgeted for this office, how all these monies was allocated, and whether or not they were allocated within the framework for which they were dispersed. So you tell me, at the most basics of level, you cannot even get a report from these institutions. But now you're telling me by paying them 300% more than what they were making before, everything will just get magically good? You look at the prime minister, with such insensitive, um, he's so insensitive and tone deaf that his salary is going from nine million on average, let's say 27, let's say 27, because it goes above that, 27 million. So 300% in one year. And he's talking about people being underpaid. When you have teachers had to strike, when you have retired teachers have to live on $1,000 US an entire year, okay? And he's talking about attracting better people. Of course you will attract better people. You will attract better scammers. Because that's what they are, a group of scammers. Scamming the Jamaican people. And we're here wondering, oh, why everybody in Jamaica want to be a chopper? Because the politicians are choppers. It's <laughs> <laughs> the background. It's the background for me. <laughs> 
some background for me. So that is what it is. So everybody's aspiring to be like the leaders of the country. So how are you going to get anything done? And, mm. and the, they're so bold-faced with it. And yet still the opposition, yes, they have a few dissenting, but by and large, they're all complicit. They're all complicit. And I don't even understand how, to me, the Jamaican people are um, exercising a lot of constraint. I'm surprised there is not mass demonstrations. I don't advocate for any destruction of public property because it's the same money you have to take to, to, to repair them. But you could, you could start demonstrating, you could block at the parliament, you could, you could block at their homes. People ought to show their outrage. And I mean, the government ought to go back to the drawing board. It is incomprehensible that in one year, you would hit the country with such a high bill that goes only to the, to the elite. It is crazy. They are already paid at the upper echelon. They are already paid way above the average people. And now you're t rubbing it in people's face. Meanwhile, we were looking at reports over the last couple of months where education is underperforming at every level. Infrastructure is not doing good. You understand? The civil service in, sham in, in, in shambles. People cannot survive. And now you're talking about giving the politician all this money. You were struggling to, to build a few homes the last time where you couldn't even find a location to put the houses. A few homes to, to, to alleviate some of the poverty stuff. The, you're looking at there are no roads, no running water in some areas that are highly populated. You're looking at the issues with the bauxite and all the, the, the health care risk that comes with that. But on top of that, these politicians could give themselves 300% increases, then rub it in the face of the average person. And on top of that, the top boss is calling everybody dumb. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see. They're already at rock bottom, and right now they're digging because they can't go any lower than that. I have a question, though. Someone explained to me how can Jamaica run differently by putting money in their pockets? Does any of that money that goes in their pockets, is it used to give back to the community or is that just their income? Javette. Because that math right there is not mathing, okay? I can understand if their salary goes toward their job, meaning they take some of their salary and they do this for the community or that for the community. But if it doesn't, what, just because he got an extra $200, I'm just saying in his pocket, what makes his job different from where it was back when? Or however, how many years he's been in there? The job is the same. The job is exactly the same. Now, is he saying like us poor people when we're at work and they fire all these people and they give everybody, they give you 10 people jobs and you're one person doing 10 people jobs, that's different. But if their job is exactly the same, he's full of, he's full of, he's full of it. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. May I say something? Yes, please. Please, Kalisha, come on in. Good morning. Good morning. Guys. So I have mixed feelings about it, if I'm to be honest. Go um, ahead. 
met 100% against the rate they raise at all. What I haven't been able to ascertain, because it would make more sense um, once I find that out, is whether or not the additional benefits that the government, the ministers get, is rolled into the salaries. So like the transportation, some of them get housing, allowances and things like that. Because when they did the restructuring across the board, that's kind of what happened to the other public sector workers. A lot of their added benefits, their transportation costs and so, was rolled into the salaries with the meager increase and then they tax everything. <clears throat> I'm going to go off of that assumption. It's an assumption I don't know for a fact. I'm waiting to find that out. Because if it is in fact so, then on paper, it will look like it makes sense. All right? Um, to answer your question, Javit, there is a constituency fund that politicians generally um, have that, they, that each constituency is al allocated a certain amount each year. But the reality is that a lot of MPs and members of parliaments do give money out of pocket. Um, that is why they tell you in Jamaica, if you don't have money, you can't run politics. You can't enter politics. It's an expensive um, line of or an expensive aspiration. I don't want this to work because I don't even know if they work sometimes. <laughs> an expensive aspiration and because i know a few of them who are there and i know for a fact that most sometimes when the, the mothers come and all oh, they need this book list to fill and whatever it comes out of pocket with a personal money that they give so in that way in my mind i can see it also it's like well you know they give up a lot of money even though some of us may say it's a choice you make to go in there i get it as to the comment that he made the prime minister made i mean <laughs> andrew's arrogant one of his highest well-known traits but i don't think he was referring to the public in general it was a snide remark made towards the opposition party he was referring to them saying agreeing in silence with the increase but coming out in public to pretend that they don't want it for political gain i don't think he was referring to the public in general and it is something that i'm looking toward too to see what they're going to say the opposition mm -hmm. Because it makes no sense you come out and say you don't agree with it if you're not going to say, well, don't raise my salary. Take a stance. Show us that you're serious. Because if you take it, what political points are you gaining by just saying you don't agree with it, if that makes sense? You have to take a stance and show. Will they? No. Because on paper, it makes sense across the board. To the governing party and the opposition, if we're going to be honest, it's money. And none of them never give it up. <coughs> a fear... Increase, as I said, I want to know what it entails fully. Um, the only one that kind of really bothered me. I, I will admit that currently, based on what is happening in Jamaica, the, the sudden jump is a lot. But because of me, logically, I'm trying to just rationalize it. The governor general alone don't, don't make no sense to <laughs> ever. And I get the arguments about him having to give up certain privacy, certain rights and certain freedoms that he had. But really and truly, I don't know what he does at all. Thank you. I, I don't know what he does. And quite frankly, in my opinion, the government governor general should really be getting a stipend. It's a mm. ceremonial post. You don't do anything except the, the, you, you are linked to the, the king of England. His role is ceremonial as well. It has no real impact. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they have said they bring in some income in England, but the governor general doesn't attract any income in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And $34 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that rough. I can look past the prime minister. I can look past the MPs because some of them are really underground. Some, not the majority. But hold on, Kelisha. <laughs> in in addition to the thirty four million that the governor general is getting right, going to be getting. Yesterday, the report there was a report. It takes four hundred and forty million Jamaican dollars for one year to service the staff and the expenses of the governor general. So yeah, he needs to go. I honestly can't wait for Jamaica to give up that foolishness and get rid of him. Somebody, so what is that four hundred and forty million dollars? How much staff him have so? What kind of expense him a rack up so? That he gets an additional, there is a purse of 440000 that is used to run him. That's, um, that's more outrageous. That will upset you just a little bit more. I'll just tell you this. Do you know that the retired DGs and Prime Minister's salaries increase as well? It's pegged accordingly. So we had that question yesterday because yesterday I played a video from Miss Pearly's grandson. Um, Miss Pearly's grandson because he had that question. Is yeah. it going to include... Yeah, farmers. Yeah. Um, um, somebody get me a condo in Kingston. I am going. <laughs> I want to be in politics. Yeah, man. So all the former prime ministers, there, there's something that gets pegged according to that. The former GG who stayed, took the job and stayed until like a day passed what was required for retirement. Mm -hmm. Uh, positions. GG one rubbed me the wrong way. Honestly, also because he, he's housed on prime real estate in Kingston that I believe smack in the middle of Kingston that needs to become a park for families to go to. And nobody can access the property. Nobody can use the property. And I understand the argument for his security. But still, I just think he's a waste of money. This is my waste personal. of money and a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. A man who doesn't work on the weekends. Mm -hmm. But his boss mm. gets... England on the Sabbath. But what do I know? Why the, the, the England not pay him? Jamaica shouldn't be paying him. England pay him. If they want to have him there, they should be paying him. Not Jamaica. Jamaica should get rid of him and his boss. Him and King Charles, because both of them seem to be incompetent. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Get rid of the Governor General. Make the Governor House a museum. Charge a small fee. It could be almost free for, free for Jamaicans. You know, the tourists pay extra money and make it into an income making something. Bring back some of the same artifacts and stuff that we have over the years and put it into a very nice tourist attraction. Jamaica is good at creating tourist attraction. To comment on one thing um, Felicia said as to um, Felicia, as to whether or not they would be having to pay for some of the services that is rendered for free right now in those salary. I don't think so. And if, if, if that's the case, I think it's a missed opportunity by the government. Because if that is the case, you have to put the cost that is being allocated for those extra services right now. And you would show the public that it's a reallocation of funds and not a salary increase. I cannot see you selling it as a salary increase and still it include all this extra cost that was already being incurred. Because if you input that into it, then the maths is totally different. And I can't see uh, Nigel making a mistake like that. That's too fundamental. So I believe, although I don't know yet, 
I believe you're wrong. Galicia, I don't think it will include that. He also made the point of politicians having to come out of pocket tremendously to serve their communities and people with problems, which I totally agree. But however, isn't that pointing to a fun fundamental flaw in the system? Mm -hmm. Because why aren't there safety nets to have take care of these people? So the money that has to come out of the pocket of the individual politician, why aren't we allocating some funds that can catch these people that are slipping through the crack? and help lift them up to livable standards and get them to the point where they don't have to go hat in hand to the politician. Because if every time they have to go to an individual politician and depend on the mercy of that politician, I could see a never-ending trend that will go on into perpetuity. So why aren't we putting things in place? But if we are giving the politicians money to then help them to give it to the public, aren't we really creating a problem or um, increasing the problem that already exists as opposed to creating the safety net within the community so that it's not based on individual politicians. It takes the pressure off the same politicians and it creates a service and then it makes the whole electoral system more equitable. I rest. Go ahead, Jodian. Thank you, Donald. Go right ahead, Jodian, and then James. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jodian. Question, Jodian. Let me ask you a question. Because yes. you're yes. schoolers, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you don't do your best on a paper, let us say you submit a paper and you have, it is really worthy of a B. Do you still get an A? It depends. It depends. <laughs> okay. All right. Go right ahead. Yeah, in, in law school, it's different. Like, you could get a 95 on a paper, and then somebody get a 96, you might get a B, and they get an A. Or if you get an 80, and it's the highest grade, you might get an A. Because it's you're, you're ranked against everyone else. So, yeah, it's how you do, but it's really how you do compared to how everyone else does. Oh, wow. Yeah. Standards yeah, yeah. have certainly changed. Because yeah, and no, I was very competitive. Um, there's a grade mean, and if you fall below it, then you get dropped. So it's, yeah. yeah. If everybody, if you get a 50 and everybody else get a 70, and maybe one person get like an 80 or 90, the person with the 50 is definitely getting dropped. So it's, it's extremely competitive, and it's subjective. So when you talk about papers, it's how the professor looks for certain things. Everybody grades differently. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it just depends on when they put the papers next to each other, which ones stand out. They're like, okay, this looks like an A paper. This looks like a D paper. Everybody else fall in the middle around C, C minus. Mm. All right. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that for me, Jody. All right, go right I ahead. I know you were going to say something else. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm also mixed with this um, conversation with politicians and pay because, like, I think when we look at um, leaders in those positions getting paid a lot of money, it's always going to feel like, what about the community? What about, you know, the poor people? And um, But I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of incentivizing people who are not corrupt to want to enter into the political arena because... Like, truth to be told, 
we think everybody all politicians are corrupt like you're gonna hear that that's what that's why i heard multiple people here say today so what's the incentivize somebody that's not corrupt to say let me go in you know what what's to incentivize the young people to say let me go into politics you know what's to drive them it's easy to say you know these things should just be fixed and these things can fix but like, look at the police force. I think police should get, in Jamaica, should get paid more money if it's possible. Because a lot of times, like, they're like, yo, I'm doing this work, it's not worth it. Like, yeah, if I could get some money on the side, I'm going to do money on the side. And then you get the, the corrupt people who's just going to do the money on the side thing. And you might get a few people who's in it for noble reasons. And they're like, you know, I'm just going to do my job and I'm, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. But there's a part of me that feels like... Um, no, go ahead. That the the people who are running countries, I don't. I personally don't. I understand that they should get paid, and I think what is it like two hundred and forty thousand U.S. dollars? That's, that's what the governor general is getting. The governor general is getting two hundred and forty something thousand well, I mean, I US. About the governor general, <laughs> the, the but... prime minister. Let me tell you. Um, he. I know when we did the UK calculation, he was getting 30,000 pounds less than the UK prime minister. And there was a, com um, a comparison made with the GDP of the UK versus Jamaica, which is Jamaica no nowhere near. Um, yeah. But in terms of the... Uh, let me go back here. In terms of the... Um, what you call the prime minister? What's his salary going to be? 29 million approximately by next year. So we're looking at 155.47 was the rate of exchange up until yesterday. Okay, uh, so he'll be making 150 around 187,000 roughly. Around 187,000 US, yeah. Okay, so I don't maybe not a hundred i don't know what a, a perfect number would be but i personally don't see um i understand why permission should make six figures like we we're gonna everybody's gonna have their personal views about what he's doing and what he's not doing but we had the same conversation about the president of the united states and their pay in another room and um, with that, I was like, they're the head of state. You know, they have the most stress. They have the most, they have the faith of the country on their shoulder. And it's not like money shouldn't make this person do whatever, whatever, but money, money helps. I mean, in my job, if my job told me they were going to give me a hundred percent pay increase, that's going to do something to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just being, just being realistic. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm just, just being realistic right mm -hmm. and yeah the corrupt people is going to do what the corrupt people do so it's how do we incentivize the non-corrupt people right and how do we support them and push them into the positions that we need them in mm -hmm. all right okay fair enough anyone else wants to james james you are next sorry yeah more Morning, everyone, or afternoon. More, well, yeah, depending on where you are in the world, right? Go ahead, James. Yeah, so, so a couple of points. Like um, what Kilisha was saying about, you know, politicians going in their pocket um, in the past, that's why the, 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 that fund was established, the, the um, constituency fund. And I remember they, they, they pump a lot of money, even 
when Andrew came into power, they put a lot of money into it. And that was supposed to discourage um, local politicians from going in their pocket and using those funds to do certain things in the community. Um, so they should not even be going in their pockets. And them going in their pocket is not different from teachers um, taking out a $200 and giving a hungry child um, money to buy lunch on a daily basis. And, you know, they, during the pandemic and, and, and coming out of the pandemic, were very steadfast in, in how the country cannot afford to pay teachers, to pay um, police officers what they want to be paid, to pay, to pay um, people from um, that work with Registrar General because they just got increased, they, their stuff just got restructured. And most of them, I know people working there and they're disappointed too. Um, and when you compare it to the other Caribbean islands, what, what what's your name did the comparison where they're making double mm -hmm. the leaders in the in the Caribbean, which um, are in much better standard than Jamaica. Like have have people Jamaica as a Jamaican, like I've been around for 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 decades, and we know Jamaica, you antique the <laughs> the improvements the improvements in Jamaica. Because I, I, I'm, I'm fair where fear, wherever I can be fair. What I gave the JLP a lot of credit for was in terms of the, you know, women in politics doubled under um, Angel's leadership. So I gave, I gave that. But a lot of the improvements that were made in Jamaica for the past 50 years or 40 years is like telecommunication is one. And that was, you know, P.J. Patterson freeing up and getting rid of. You there, James? James? James, are you there? Is it me or is it James? It's James. Okay, James, where are you? I don't think James, I'm going to mute his mic for him because I wouldn't want to hear anything we're not supposed to hear. All right, anybody else? Yeah, I just wanted to add that, um, Daniel, I heard you in terms of East around the, the constituency fund, and I hear what James said. But we're going to have to be honest, that would be ideal, Jamaica, as a landscape when it comes to election, and so it's not the norm. It, it, it's, I don't know if the, the American one is, I don't even know what happens over in the US, but I'll tell you this. <clears throat> it will take a, mind, a mindset shift on the ground in Jamaica for that to stop. That's just the reality. Damien Crawford, as much as for loose cannon as I think he is, no. Um, I thought when he just came out that he would have made a brilliant politician. Brilliant. I think he brought he, he came with fresh ideas, but you know why he never made it? His constituents were never ready for his type of politics, because his type of politics was about upliftment of the community. It was I'm not giving you handouts and you know what they do. He was talking about pushing money into education and the children and homework centers and community centers and the people them said Pitney don't vote. <laughs> 
Beat the door vote, you want, come push education and whatever we want the money now. Illiteracy. That man so quickly. So do I get it? It's the ideal world. In countries like Bahamas, USA, where education, literacy is higher, where people make decisions off of logic and actual um, manifestos, political manifestos. In Jamaica, that's how it works. The top, like, the, 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 the probably the probably 5%, not of the population, probably let's say 2% of the vote, people who actually turn out to vote because each year it's less and less, which is usually the class that pays the PAYE and carry the country on its back, mm -hmm. will vote off a logic and manifesto promises where there is one. They said the larger population who decide the government, if you go to them and say, I'll pay your light bill from last month, you get a vote for five years. That's just it. Money talks. Earn the, the vote. Green cash, the green hard cash, the notes talk. That is how it is. Is it the right thing? No, but in Jamaica, that is what it is. And you know something, Kalisha, um, they because they know that's what it is. They, they prey upon those same people. Exactly. It's called earn the vote, Donald. You go in your pocket and you take out a, a, a money and you give the baby. The baby mother forgot buy the pampas and she say, Yes, me love your moment. You know me have you may have vote for a show I me say. She'll not see you again for the rest of the term okay. until the next election. But she don't care about that because she's not thinking long term. She's thinking about the fact say baby not for people to bed tonight. Exactly. That's and a hard, hard truth. Mm -hmm. It's a fact, and that's the mentality we have to change. How we, do we change it? That's the thing. No, it is changing. It is changing, but with that change comes also uh, a feeling. Because in my age group and younger, you see the change because a lot of us are not voting along party lines anymore. Simply because a lot of us are more entrepreneurial in spirit and we're looking at the hard cold facts. What's going to happen for my business? Where are the redu reductions? You know, how is this benefiting me? Boy, I may have to hide from my granny and I can't go wear the orange or the red shirt, the green shirt. <laughs> I may go up a yard at the election and pretend. Like I didn't vote for even though I know the other party for me, mama feel alright. But at the end of the day, is what go on the ballot matters. I'm telling you the conversations that I have, my age group and younger, we're voting along the lines of the manifestos and the promises. But there's still a large percent of people who are voting along party lines. And we cannot, it's not an isolated thing because a lot of the deciding votes come from garrison areas and garrison areas vote along party lines. These people don't have a choice. If they don't say, you vote for that person here, that is who you vote for. But let me ask you a question, Kalisha. How will the don't know? What, is somebody watching over you to see what you vote for? Because that is not allowed. Aren't you in the um, booth by yourself? We can't say that as much as possible. I hear that there are ways for them to find out. To find out. The corruption they, is at uh, all it, levels, huh? At all. And that is why when I hear people talk about corruption, and it is, it is such a deep-seated thing outside of criminality, which um, criminality is pegged to corruption. Until we can rid the country of corruption, we will not really be better off. And are we going to rid it of corruptions? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? We can hope. Yeah. We can hope. And so I, I, I agree in the sense that this, this, this salary may attract younger minds. Politics in Jamaica corrupts, whether you like it or not. I was being groomed to go into politics from early years. And early in my life, I said, nah, 
cannot cut out for this. I'm in a bad like that. <laughs> I'm not have the strength. No, it's true. I'm not have the strength to take this on. It's not an easy thing. It is not. It's not an easy thing. So, so what she's saying is, even if you get fresh blood, the fresh blood is gonna have to conform quickly to Facts. whatever's happening. Quickly, Facts. you get so in or you get out. That's sad. You need, and this is why like when I said a while ago, Javit, that Damian Crawford, right? I liked him. I was a supporter of a JLP. In the, in the election, and when Damien burst on the scene, I said, hmm, I'll vote for him. Mm-hmm. The boy bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Damien Crawford, I remember Raymond Price. He's oh my God, he's gay. And I was like, I know he's gay, but his sex don't affect me because he's one of the only politicians who t- came in, made a promise, tabled the bill, and got it through. He's a man of action, and he's getting things done. But, to the point, Damien never know how to read the room. <laughs> he went in, he became loud, he started arguing and pushing people out of place where nobody did have no business, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you know what they do? They discard them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're not important. They got rid of that man just like that. Mm-hmm. Politics is dirty. It it's is. the same way they got rid of Portia. And Portia was that girl. They got rid of her when it become, you know what I mean? You have to know your place in Jamaican politics. And I don't want to say it's limited to Jamaican politics. I think it's the same. It's everywhere. Everywhere, it's when everywhere. It comes to politics, you go in, you suck up, you wait your turn, and because of that wait your turn thing, nobody ever really changes it. I'm one of those who's annoyed because why do you have people like Mike Henry? Mike Henry's as old as the world. I'm <laughs> sure he was sitting next to the left eye when his Christ said, Let there be lights. That man is as old as the earth. Him and Horace Chang. Yes, they. I mean, the, the man there, Chong, not even Chong, the justice minister, he can't, when you see him, he's struggling to move his legs. And you're just like, why are you still here? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you, you have people outside, I mean, Favor don't have a clue <laughs> what is happening. And you have somebody who is sitting at the helm of the education ministry, whose children weren't even pretty much educated here. We know. If we're moving along, the, in my opinion, if we're moving along the lines of reformation of these systems in Jamaica, you need somebody like Floyd Green at the helm of the education ministry because he's young and he's going to follow technology and he's going to see where things are going. But you know who they have? People who was around when typewriter was the modern thing. <laughs> and that's the truth. It is the truth, Kelish. I'm fully aware. I mean, like you, I, I always had an interest in politics in Jamaica. Always did. I wanted to get into politics. Um, moved away from that, go, went back when I went, was there back in 2006, 17 for my father's funeral. I remember before what's his name died. He was at the funeral, um, Gallimore. And he said mm. to me, are you going to get in? And I was mm. like, <laughs> you know, and then having a conversation with another one and she said you know what don't don't i beg you do don't come in because it's a dirty pool it's a dirty, dirty game. she said me wouldn't want you in at this it's not easy that is why i laugh and when i hear people talk about politicians and crime there's not a politician in jamaica who's not attached to a done <laughs> Your protection don't come from the police. Your protection come from dance. Yep. But people want to sit down and be idealistic. I'm t- Jamaica politics is dirty. It is. Successful. Nasty, nasty politics. And we hope for the best. I'm still bullish on the country. 
economically I think it's not doing badly but like everywhere else it can do better but there are many other aspects of it which just don't make sense mm -hmm. and if, is it going to be any better anytime soon hmm, highly unlikely you know what I found coincidental Kalisha that the um, scanning machine at the port catch on fire <laughs> <laughs> I found that very coincidental. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the container them can't scan. So you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a party shop. It's a party shop. Um I know everybody have this dream about it being it's not it it is not. Kalisha, are you still there now? I am. I love mm -hmm. it here. And every okay. time my friends and I laugh about it. But then, Javed, I am one of those who tell people that I, when I have conversations, I always put a disclaimer that I am probably speaking from a place of privilege mm -hmm. because I have access to certain other things. I have the freedom to leave Jamaica if I want to. And that makes and a difference, Kalisha. And it, it makes does. a difference. Yeah. It does. And so I always enter the conversation. And I, and I add my two cents, but I always say, listen, I don't have to struggle for fine food. You know what I mean? I don't have to struggle to find somewhere mm -hmm. to live. I have my, my basic needs are met and they're met at a level above the average Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And so I speak from a place of privilege, but I'm, you know, I'm also underground and I can tell you, because when you have the conversations, you have to have it to a diverse group of people to get the different yes. feel. Because everybody's um, explanation is from one extreme to the next. So you have to listen to multiple and then you decipher what the real thing might be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I I'm here. I love it. I love it here. There, I have traveled many countries in this world, and I don't know what it is about this piece of hellhole of a rock. <laughs> but after two weeks of leaving, I start itch like a crack. You won't go home because my have to go back to my yard. Okay. I don't know what it is. My family and is annoyed with it by it. My friends are annoyed. But I just have to come home. I understand it, Kalisha. It's something that. Let me tell you something. I totally understand what you're saying. People think I'm crazy when I say I'm moving back to Jamaica. I love my country. I love it, man. I have been in this. You call Jamaica a hellhole. I call U.S. a hellhole, right? Yeah, I could have lived in the U.S. Um, I actually could. I said to my husband a couple of weeks ago, I, said, I have been depressed since the year 2000. I have been in a state of depression. This is not home for me. And I refuse to die here. I refuse to spend the rest of my life here. So, I, but you know, moments probably that's why I can't speak this way because Jamaica nice body. See if you have little but, money, I'm if I tell you, nice. <laughs> you see, if you have little money and can cover even just your basics, and I said, just your basics, basics. In the face are above the listen, Jamaica nice. I care, nobody wants to Jamaica nice, it nice, it nice, subtle. But one day, one day, one day, one day, one yeah. day, you know, see, I know the leader, them now look on. I like people and we want to see a better Jamaica. Make me see this. Level, take them down. You're not gonna see a better Jamaica till you start vote for the country and the policy and not an MP, a prime minister, nor a councillor. But the policy they presented, we don't vote for party or personality. We vote for policy. Okay. Look into my eyes. Yep. Go ahead, James. Yeah, so so I was gonna say, you know, and that is the frustrating thing about it. Like I'm yet to meet I don't know if it's my circle, like a Jamaican who like you know, when you live overseas, people say like Jamaica full of it, you know? Like them they are the most prideful, like even in Toronto, people 
when you meet non-Jamaicans, they said they have never seen people full of, full of it like Jamaicans. Like them, them wear if if them could have make you know them dress, them shorts, them everything out of the Jamaican flag and wear it. That's what they'll do. And you know, like when when you when you go to Jamaica, for for me, I know personally, when I'm going to Jamaica and and the plane is about to touch down and you, and you see the, the mountains, me get emotional. When the plane touch down, it's like an overwhelming feeling just take over me, you know. And you know, Jamaicans overseas and a lot of people just want to go back home. They want to invest. And they're looking at corruption and stuff like that and saying this is stopping them from really doing what they want to do. It, it's, you know, it's just a shame. Like, I have, I have a property in Jamaica that I want to sell and, and like, just the thought of selling it. Because, Where, is like, it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? In St. Catherine, because, like, I've heard, like, so many stories of people. Because, you know, back in the days, you don't have to worry about a real estate agent um, getting your information and... and selling the house and take your $30 million um, check and, and, and bank it in them own account and, you know, get back your money. But it just seemed like from the, the, the um, what, what's his name? The Movado thing is like every day you hear another person trying to sell a house and real estate agent or the lawyer just rip them off and stuff like that. So it's, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy, but I don't know. Like the, this whole thing that they need to do better. Like I understand that, that that you know, politicians. Like if if you want to attract, you know, I'm not gonna say like people that are native because even the the, the qualified people are, are are criminals too. So it's not just the people with politicians that don't have the level of education and expertise, like whatever. Like the 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 ones that are overqualified are, are criminals too. So you don't when, when you're I'm thinking about politicians to to try to pay them for them not to be criminals. It I don't think you you, you can that that's really realistic. The same way people say like pay the police better and they won't um have to do certain things like money only motivated for a short period of time. You're gonna get used to the money and then you're gonna want more. So I just believe that it's it's insensitive and they, they just have to be fear and especially denying as i said other public sector workers you know and in space of two years then you just do this you know so but i don't know like hopefully i, I don't know jamaica ah uh, i don't know trust me i don't know miss jen asks if me are still thief. yes miss jen i'm still a thief still here committing criminal activities group on the line close me now to leave miss jen asks <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. So I have a few comments. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go before me, Donald, because my comments are closing comments to move on. Go right ahead. Yeah, um, thanks, Kalisha, for um clarifying some of the stuff. But at the same time, like I am not against politicians being paid while I'm very well. But also, it has to be linked to not being corrupt. So you, you can't pay corrupt people well. It's just more corruption you will okay. get. So in places like Singapore, the politicians are very well paid, but they have a zero tolerance for corruption. Um, I think what was most telling is the explanation of the mindset of the people. 
with the voting because, for instance, I know Damian Crawford and he's a brilliant mind. And I was wondering why his fall from grace, if you should say so, was so swift. You understand? But then she now put everything in clear perspective for me. Okay. The, the, the also is that like, you have a political machinery that is constantly, that is established. And I know from personal experience, the politicians recruit heavily at UE and these institutions. So they look to pick up the bright minds early. They take them and groom them. In some cases, they fund projects and stuff when they're running for offices and stuff, even on campus. You understand? So that when they come in, they're already trained. You understand? Because I think all Crawford and, let me see, Crawford, the Greens, the, the Ponell, Charles, I think they were all recruited. And they were, if you look at them, they were all in student government at the various universities and so on. Um, but then how would you get a change when you're grooming people into the same machinery that even if they might be well intent, sometime, some of them, by the time they get in there, they're already corrupt and is marching to the beat of the drum in there. So how would you change? How would you change the mindset of the people? And where do we go from here? That's the tough question. Indeed. All right, I have to say thank you to everyone for lending your voice to the conversation, offering the various perspectives, um, making us think a little more. One thing we can't do is we cannot give up on our island. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of possibility, a lot of promise. We definitely cannot give up on our island. Our island is deserving, and when I say the island, I'm talking about the people in it. Our island is deserving of the right type of leadership at the various levels. For too long, for too many years, since I've been a child, we have been on the same mill. We've only changed out the parts but the parts that we're replacing are used parts. We're not getting brand new parts. So we are now at a crossroads, in my opinion, at least. We are at a crossroads where we're going to have to make a decision. Are we going to tolerate more of the same? Or are we going to demand change and with that change, include accountability. All right. The horse has already gone through the gate. We can't do anything about the, the salary increases. And as you pointed out, Kalisha, we are waiting for more. You know, we hope they'll be transparent to let us know what is included in the salary that is provided. Or what will be added <laughs> to the salary that is provided. All right, so we're waiting for that. So the horse has already gone through the gate. Had the prime minister come forward, or, well, it would not have been the responsibility of Dr. Nigel Clark, but more so the job of um, Andrew Holness to come forward and say to the people, I understand 
how this may seem. We're not deaf. We're not blind. We are fully aware of the economic landscape that we are in right now. However, the last time, give a break on the last time we had a pay raise or was this year. Justify to some degree why this pay raise? No. But along with that, we need to know what are the KPIs? What standards will these people have to meet? Because I have never in my life not met a target. Let me rephrase that. I have been given targets. And this is throughout my life from when I was a child. Whatever I wanted from my parents, I had to earn it. If it came outside of the needs, when there were certain things I wanted, I had to earn it. There were certain things I had to achieve, accomplish. And if I fell short, I wasn't going to get it. I would have to go back and work harder. And once I hit the mark, then I was rewarded. But what I'm seeing here is you haven't met the mark. I am going to give you this money and I expect you now to step up. What is the message we are sending to our young people? Right now, that is a huge problem in the U.S. As we saw when the, um, the two college teams, the latest basketball teams, the, the one who didn't win was being invited to the White House. We are talking now about rewarding people for failing in this very country here in the US. And you know, as they say, if you sneeze here, Jamaica, catch the cold. Everything they do in the States, Jamaica, pick it up. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why you would pay someone who is underperforming. And if I'm not mistaken, he highlighted that in what we heard. I'm sure I heard it. You are going to see as a result of this an increase, an improvement in the level of entrance coming into the political field. No questions asked. But you're also going to see an improvement in the existing occupants of the posts because they have to now step up their game. So he's aware that they have not been performing. When we are at our jobs, you know, after you go through the, the um, orientation period, the probationary period. If after 90 days you have not met certain requirements, what usually happens? Depending on your attitude, they will work with you. Or they will discard you. They put you through the process. You get a verbal, a written, a final and then you're terminated. And each step of the way, you are measured to see if you are turning the tide. But here we are with, with people who have been sitting in politics for decades, from Wapikil Philip, literally. For decades, they have become figurines on our break fronts and in our buffets in the homes. And you're careful how you handle them. They're fixtures. 
and they have not been performing for decades. So why are we rewarding them? Make that make sense. Which one of you sitting in this space here with me on Clubhouse or listening on on um, QMZ or on Jano Radio can tell me that you have been rewarded for not performing at your job? Which one of us can say that? Hmm? Which one of us? Because we know there are standards that we have to meet, minimum requirements that we have to meet. And what's the maximum we are familiar with hearing? Ten, uh, 5%. If you get a 5% increase, that means you are killing it. You have met all the KPIs. Have any of us ever got a 200% increase on our jobs? Regardless of the economic situation going on around us, regardless of how much the workload is, have you ever got a 300% increase on your jobs? Let's be real about it. No. You haven't. Well, I haven't. If you want the 5% increase, you have to overperform. Put you on a scale of one through five. And if you get a four, you now get the 5% increase. Scratch that. And then you have to, every year you have to do a review. I said that about politics in, this, in the States. People are sitting there too long. They get comfortable. They're complacent. And they feel that they cannot be removed. And that is what is happening in Jamaica. So, okay. My, my, my approach would have been, these are the salaries for new people who are wanting to get into politics. Not for the people that must sit down there now, they're nothing from when. And let's be real, I said this yesterday. Majority of them in politics, they ain't, they, 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 them no want for nothing. Many of them went into politics already having their businesses. For those who are attorneys, they already have their law firms, so on and so forth. And many of them went into politics established because as you pointed out, Kalisha, Running for poly running in politics is, a, is an expensive game. It is expensive. You have to have the money or know where you're getting the money from. We know that. So these are not people who are, who are hungry and starving on the side of the road that went into politics. No. They were already established to some degree. Right? Have, were able to earn the respect of others because they had attained a certain level of success. So people looked at them and said, yes, I want successful too. Yes, I want to represent me because they going to show me the way of how to be successful. So now people are dead for hungry. Scratch that. Not at all. I would have preferred that the salary increase be eased onto us as Metrisiaga said that would have been a better approach but we're going back to 2022 not 2021 folks 2022 we're going back to 2022 and we're giving them that year's salary 
and then they're getting another increase this year and then another increase to tap out next year. I also agree with Metro Siaga when he said that revisiting the pay scale needs to be brought to a shorter time frame. You cannot have it stretched out for so many years, just like we do in corporate. Every year you do a review. And then every year, based on your performance, you get an increase ranging from half a percent to 5%. That's probably what they need to adopt in politics. So there are certain KPIs that you need to meet within your um, portfolio. And if you're not meeting them, well, you don't get the increase. And if you're underperforming, you get to go, baby. The same for you. We need people here who mean our country well. True representation. Now, when we talk about how we're going to get um, earn, get rid of earned vote, and by earned vote, I mean stick your hand in your pocket and you give a man a money figure buy a guineas or you sit down in a rum bar with him and knock two dominoes under the, under the street light to them to earn that vote. There's a level of ignorance that is permeating our society and we have yet to get away from it. You buy a vote. And the people who are be, whose votes are being purchased need to wake the heck up and realize that, but hold on, that last election, you know, I did get a box food with some curry goat and white rice and some cut up cabbage and shred, shred, shredded carrot and I get a DNG soda. But I didn't see them come back. Them they tell me, I'm going to fix up the little basic school around the corner where Miss Epsi are teaching her, but not even one dab a paint up on the building. Me not see no new desk coming there for me pick me sit down pan. Who land there, man? Who land there? Who land there? Something wrong. And then you see them reappear. Instead of holding them accountable again when they come to you for your vote again. No! You kin your teeth with them and you're not no teeth somehow, no. You don't care if you find the money if you got dentists, you go get dentures. They did nothing for you. They didn't teach you how to fish so that you could feed yourself for a lifetime. They only gave you a fish to feed you for that moment to get your vote. People. Yes, your granny vote PNP. Yes, your grandfather vote GLP. That's why you voted. But does that make sense? How has that served you? How? You still have to throw the line for catch your light because you can't afford to pay a JP so you have to teeth like you have to bridge the light. Where's the advancement? We need to hold them accountable. They're underperforming. They need to go. You gotta go. Sorry. How are we gonna get rid of the corruption? I've said this also. We sit here and we complain about what the white man has done to us and what the oppressed, the, the colonizers are doing to us and what they have done to us and how they set us back 400 years. So if we are fully aware that they have set us back 400 years, why now that we have our freedom? Why is it now that we have our freedom? We're still being set back by our own people. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? No, can't. 
we've got to fix ourselves. We've got to fix the way we think, change the way we think. And I'm only going to, I'm going to be very honest. Anybody looking to get into politics right now after hearing the pig scale, what you can be paid, trust and believe. What their priority is, set up myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me not have to eat chicken back no more. No, me can't eat steak and lobster. Me can go out and buy one lobster for $100,000 and I'm good. I'm in a half a really put out much effort. So we, what, what are we doing? We're continuing the cycle. I don't think the pay raise was necessary, quite frankly. And none of them now suffer. And if, it, if, it's, if you say you're suffering, it means to you put your basket where you can't reach it. Yesterday, we spoke about the NIS pension increases that are going into effect. Remember? We spoke about the, increasing, the increases ranging from 23 to 76% for pensioners. Full rate pensions increased by 23%. Let us not forget. Ooh, that sounds good. No. Moving it from $3,400 a week to $4,200 a week. Three quarter rate pensions, 37%. From $2,550 to $3,500 per week. And pensioners receiving half-rate pensions will see an increase of 76%. Why the thing done up? Moving from $1,700 to $3,000 per week. Yes. That's what we're doing for pensioners. So, what's his name? Um, my name? Soon tell you. May I get all you now. Lord, my head hat me for the past three days. No lie. But what's his name gave us, was giving a speech. Um, where's Jamaica Observer? Where are you, my friend? Come, come up front and center. You're, you're up. Jamaica. My canvas fell you now. Jamaica Observer. Here we go. Where are you, Mr. Fullness says there's a false sense. Only one set of people received substantial increases. Okay. Fair enough. Hold on to, the, hold on to your thought. So, did they remove it? Looks as though they took it down. <laughs> Jamaica Observer, why? We need it up. Because I, I had it this morning. I guess they took it down. Oh, well. What's his name was giving his speech. And I said I wanted to play it. Because it was so. All right. They must have taken it down. <laughs> we spoke about that yesterday. That Jamaica has lost its ranking. In terms of free press. We used to be number seven. Now we're down to 32. <laughs> because our, our, um, our prime minister feels that there's a lot of fake news. So there's a lot of wanting to control. What is. Um shared on social media <laughs> yeah they took it down they took it down such a shame such a shame but i will continue 
to pray for my country and I will continue to have hope. There was something said, the reform, the $100 billion um, is what the reform is costing. Is that for moving from um, the crown? Is that, is that what it's going into? Moving away from the crown, having to rewrite everything and so on and so forth. Am I right? Because I, I want to know what exactly $100 billion is um, covering. Did anybody else hear it, um, hear it when he said it? I want to know. Hold on a second. In the cabinet and we agonized even whether or not we should even take any increase. Not something that we took lightly. Because we know that there are persons who will try to make political fodder over it as a country. What has plagued us is that we have treated the political class with schizophrenia and disdain. The truth is you get the quality of governance that you elect. And every government is afraid to touch it because if you touch it, people say you don't deserve it. Why we should pay you more and the country not running well? The country not running well. Because of that very reason, you have chosen to have an underpaid political class. How must they deliver? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I found it. Hold on. It's under Damien. See, I was looking on the wrong thing. Too many. I was too many things being bombarded with. Oh my gosh, Damien Crawford. It was on his um Twitter thing. Let me see. I want to hear Damien Crawford. Where are you? I need you up front and center, sir. You know, I don't like this thing sometimes. Sometimes, hold on, keep going. Okay, I think I got it. Where is it? Damien Crawford. See, good thing I took a screenshot at least so it could remind myself where I saw it. <laughs> Issa says, ain't no salary you could pay me to take the disrespect that these politicians get. Oh, well. And in the meantime, Executive Director of the Caribbean Policy Research Institute, Capri, Dr. Damien King, is urging the government to increase the country's income tax threshold by 50%. All right, me must be blind. I swear I am blind. I'm so sorry to have you folks just holding like that while I find the Twitter um, thing for Damien Crawford. Where are you, sir? Where are you? Why do I have so many Damon Crawfords on Twitter? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, moment. Yes, I, I hope the I hope the Prime Minister realized he just admit that they did mediocre job because they feel like they weren't getting enough money. So um I guess that's a red light to like police officers and teachers who feel like, you know what, we're not getting enough money, so we're not gonna get hundred percent. You know, that's what he pretty much admitted. The politicians don't feel encouraged, so you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can. Okay, I found it, folks. Hold on. Let me hit play. It's probably one of the, the first thing we have to accept and agree on is that the public sector transformation project that we're, we have completed or we're almost complete with is probably one of the most significant adjustments in the position 
of public sector workers that has ever been done in, in Jamaica. Um, if you listen to the Minister of Finance yesterday, he would have outlined a significant amount of increases, many of which are much higher than what was announced for government and opposition members and MPs. Our belief is not, to, we're not celebrating an increase. The increase comes as part of a, a public sector transformation process on the scale members of parliament speak. So the, the structure that was outlined many decades ago said that ministers of cabinet should be $53 above permanent secretaries. Permanent secretaries got a significant increase, which reached a particular level. We did not interfere with the, 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 the structure that was operating for the last 20 odd years. So it's not a case where the government got up and said, okay, we're gonna just give the ministers a massive increase. It is an increase that is predicated on the formula that has been accepted and used for the last 20 odd years in government. So if permanent secretaries are at X, are we saying then that a minister should be paid below the level of the permanent secretary? Because that is the implication in many cases. So I'm not celebrating an increase. I mean, I never campaigned for an increase. But the transformation process is a formula that we don't no parliamentarian went into a negotiation to ask for an increase. The increase was determined by a formula. Now the question that we need to ask ourselves is, if it is that you don't believe that parliamentarians and cabinet ministers should be almost on par with permanent secretaries, where the permanent secretary is in charge of the execution of government policy, and the minister is almost a little bit above, almost parallel, is in charge of determining policy. Should the policy maker be paid below the person who is executing the policy? Because that is a question that I think is missing from the conversation. So I do appreciate persons in the public raising significant questions, and those questions are appropriate. But I think where we need to move from is asking ourselves the question, if not this, then where should you put them? Hmm. <laughs> All right. So let me check the chat. James, you are going to say something? Or is my head tech me? Oh, you said it already. I think you said it already. All right, let us see. Um, what has it, what has the PNP come forward and said? Anything yet? Anybody? Have we heard from the, the um lead of the opposition? Have we heard from Mark Golding? Yeah, I'm saying kinda no agree with it after the backlash. Mm. They agree with it before, but no, I'm kinda not agree with it. <laughs> I'm kinda not agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, having now found the well that never runs dry for their own remuneration, I am personally calling on the government to return to the drawing board as it relates to the teachers' compensation. 
No less than $291,000 monthly. Crawford bats for teachers. Are we in agreement? So what about the teachers who have to go in at them bags sometimes and find a lunch money for give the pitney work on my school? Shouldn't their salaries um, reflect the need to be able to do that too? I'm just asking. And I'm asking because when my mother was a teacher, she sure reached down in her bag a couple of times into her closet reached in a couple of times into her bank account a couple of times but that was never taken into consideration she was never paid with that in mind oh you know that she might have to feed um a couple of people pitna today no that was never taken into consideration so why then should Members of Parliament get a salary with that taken into consideration. That's what I've been saying. I said the same thing in the chat. Oh, you did? Hold on. Let me... <laughs> a while back. You don't have to go okay. back. But <laughs> thing. Mm -hmm. I said a couple of things you said already in the chat. Yeah, a, a, good, a, a good teacher in Jamaica will never be rich. Like, because... When, when you see some of these community, like when I was growing up, I remember like going to school and we'd be in class sitting down and the teacher would hear your belly and make some noise because you didn't have no food. <laughs> and the teacher called, I remember a teacher calling me and my brother one side one day because we never get the lunch money. And she said like, I would tell her I wouldn't eat and stuff and she ready for take up money. And my brother said, no, we're, we're all right. And white squala kill me. And I look at him and I say, really? I say, and, and I have to say no to. I will sit down there for the entire day. We're nearly dead. But this is what te teachers do every day. Take out money out of them pocket. You know, back in them day, they had like a 20, 20 or 30 that I go buy food. I can't just imagine now with like party for $500 and them something like Jamaica. How much money these teachers are taking out of their pocket because hungry, Kids are going to school every day. And as a teacher, as a human being, as a loving person, to sit down and, and look in a child's face and see them hungry in a class every day. So the teachers are the ones that should be making this money, not, the, not them. <laughs> mm, they probably don't think the teachers deserve it. Some of them, their Question. mothers are teachers. Go ahead, Donald. Isn't there a school meal program in the schools in Jamaica? Oh, no. Okay, so they do in some schools have that. Um, I'm not sure what the qualification process is. I'm not sure if it's in the high schools. I know in the primary schools they have that program. Um, but again, as I, I'd have to reach out to, there's someone, that, um, one of my past schoolmates. She's a principal at a high at a primary school in the one of the rural communities and i i remember when she um was able to get the program in the school for some students in her community who don't have were not able to get breakfast at home that sort of thing i forgot the name of the program 
but I, I would have to reach out to her and find out what are the, um, what, how they go about qualifying, you know, what, so on and so forth, if I'm making sense. Yeah, but I wonder what would it cost to do a simple thing like just make the school meals free for whoever needed. What would that hit? The, what would the budget look like for the government if they were to do a universal school meals program? Or even if you you have a voluntary contribution or some kind of contribution that goes into it, where every kid that go to school could at least have at least one meal a day. Because it can't only if you're hungry. I don't care where you come from. That's a fact. That is true. Yeah, moments. Remember, they had a scandal a couple of years ago where politicians stole like $100 million out of the school feeding program. Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's there. I forget about that one, James. Yeah, yeah, remember. And remember, remember, like growing up, remember we used to have the Bonner Milk program? Well, you, you, you come from Upton. Same Excuse me? Program. I'm not from Upton. A country I come from. <laughs> Upton country. You don't remember the, 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 the white milk or the, the pink milk um, with the bun? Um, we, used to get, um, we used to get crates of bun. It was a, a program. I don't know if it was just in Kingston or it was um, across the country. But when I was growing up, going to school, we had a little bag milk and we used to freeze it. And then you used to bring a bag of bun with like 12 bun in the bag and each class... you Nutribun? That, that's Nutri what I used to call the Nutribun? Yeah, Nutri yeah. Okay. Nutri-milk and, and the bun, yeah. Okay. And, and literally like... Because I was in one of the, the, the class... Midnight dance class. <laughs> Balls check. Get out of my kind of class. That all the subject. We did in a C. We did in a C class. And in the C class... 90% of the kids in the C class come to school hungry. So that's and, why y'all were in the C that, class. That's why we're in the C class. Okay. You know, it's not because you know, they no, don't. No, could have yeah, focus. Now we, we know that, you know, modern time, now we know that hungerness and, and, and not lack of ability to focus and study, you know. And we used to get it every... And the, my class, when I was in the seventh grade, my teacher used to control it. And I was like our special assistant. So I used to thief all a bag of bun for myself. A long so time you had those... thief, James. <laughs> so those programs, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just bun and milk. And you, you, you get the same. Was that healthy? Was that healthy, though? No, it wasn't healthy, but it, 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 it full of gap. Stop a gap, okay. <laughs> it full of gap, so. So those politicians um, that stole from the school meals program, yeah, are they I still in jail or they came out? The, no, they didn't go to in jail. In which jail? Oh, what do you do now? No, baby. Remember, they, remember uh -huh. it, it came out the same time when, what's his name? Um, the education guy, what's his name? With the multi-million dollar scandal? Yes, I remember, I remember that scandal. With, what's his name? The principal, uh, what name? I can't remember his name, but it came out the same time. Is he still um, getting paid, by the way? I think he's still getting... Is, is um, he still getting remember paid? Remember, he got paid out. He got paid out. He got paid out, more, okay. He got paid about $500 million or something. Yeah, yeah, you can't <laughs> thief and still get... I said, I'm tell you something. Me, I have to go into politics at Jamaica. Yes. I mean, I'm going to know why I'm going to come... I'm being honest. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm a family. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we're beating a dead horse then. <laughs> if I can't even... Okay send a politician to jail for teething school meals from children and having children go hungry then how we could talk about getting rid of corruption and stuff like that i mean this is a joke well what's his name um remember though uh two powerful private sectors right now um are calling 
for urgent steps to be taken by the government. And I stand behind them. Pass a bill before the parliament. Impeach the parliamentarian and them that are caught in corruption. The only thing though is that we're going to have an empty house of parliament. <laughs> That's the other problem. We don't have nobody in there. But at least it will serve it as example to others. Go right ahead, Javed. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, I said, no. well, and I also put in the chat, what's the point of having them if they can't work? They say they can't work because they didn't, they're, not, they're not making enough money to work. So what do you need them for? But if the seats are empty, I guess you'll be able to fill them with new, I'm just going to say fresh blood. With fresh blood. Yeah. And probably that's what we have to do. And I have to agree with the JMEA and the PSOJ. Put that in its, in place. Table that bill in Parliament. Wake them up. They are going to stop kill the people of Jamaica, literally and figuratively. Take on a neck, you know, foot off our neck. You want, but you got to be willing to give. Perform. That's it. Perform. Do away with the corruption. You catch them. Be I don't know, said them, but them not go on table the bill because it's a good them to call out themselves. Clean house. That's a great way to start. Hold them accountable. We find you guilty. Boops, you got to go. Next. And as so you find them, as so you get rid of them. Cycle them out until we have the perfect system in place. Too complacent. And we, the people of Jamaica, have to be blamed for allowing this to happen. We don't have no backbone. We don't have no spine. So you're asking a rat that's sharing cheese to set trap for other rats that eating the same cheese that the rat share. <laughs> Listen, it said it's not the people. Because it's not the people running it. It's those other people that are running it. Hmm. We need a reset button hit on Jamaica. But um, I vowed that I wasn't going to get stressed out today. I'm going to make them do it to me today. Not at all, sweet Jesus. No, no. I denounce that. Take that I'm claiming to... that for you. I'm claiming that for Take you. Take that back to the pit of hell yesterday. I called my mother. I miss her mommy. Me never know said Jamaica first world country. Me said, why I not do that? I don't know so wicked though. <laughs> she burst out laughing. What else can you do but laugh? Everything bad things make joke. But on a good note, Afro Nation taps Burner Boy and Wiz Kid to headline the world's biggest Afrobeats festival and where is it going down it's happening in the MIA when is that happening the weekend of Memorial Day weekend yep after successful runs in Africa Europe and the Caribbean yes <laughs> Afro Nation is now expanding to North America with Miami being the chosen site for the second U.S. version of the renowned Music Weekend in March 2022 Afro Nation Puerto Rico attracted around 40,000 attendees Afro Nation is a relatively new festival first launched in August 2019 with a four-day stretch in Portugal since then 
it has become one of the most sought-after music festivals, with a focus on bringing Africa's brightest stars to the world stage. Now, as with any Afro-Nation festival, artists within the realm of Afrobeats, Ama Piano, Dance Hall, and Hip Hop will grace the stage at Miami's Lone Depot Park. And that happens on May 27th and May 28th. This includes Movado, Sec, Biniman, Rima, Asake, Daju, Franglish, BNXN, Black Sheriff, Nelson Freitas, Gyaki Nisi, and many more. Fans can choose between several different ticket options. There's a single day ticket where attendees can choose either Saturday or Sunday or the general admission pass, which grants admission on both days. VIP tickets offer a few more amenities. In addition to two-day tickets, buyers will receive front access to the stadium floor, VIP seated viewing area, priority festival entry, and wristband collection. Lastly, the golden ticket tier is for those who wish to make the absolute most of their Afro-Nation experience. With everything offered in the VIP package plus official pre-party, and after-party access, both at Oasis Winwood. Fans in this tier will also receive an exclusive merch item to take home. Tickets are now available. They're almost sold out, folks. They're available at usa.afronation.com. So on Saturday, we have on the main stage Burn Up Boy, Asake, Mavado, Daju, Sike, Black Sheriff, Nelson, Nisi. On the Ama Piano stage, we have Uncle Waffles, Musa Keys, Focalistic, Virgo Deep, Skylar, Tyler, and Aya. And then on Sunday, on Sunday, we have Wizkid, Rima, Fireboy, DML, Beanie Man, Sec, BNXN, Franglish, Gyaki. And on the Ama Piano stage, Major League, DJZ, DBN, Go Go, Camo, Mufella, Kelvin Momo, TXC, yay, my girls are gonna be there, and DJ Walgi. I'll just 
just hope Miami can hold the crowd that's going to be here. But they should be fine, though, because uh, every year we would have um, best of the best. Uh, this year, there is no best of the best this year. Normally, best of the best would happen the Sunday. Yeah, so let's see. it. I hope they do very well. I believe they are going to do extremely well. People always need something to do down here in Miami. And it is time for us to take a quick break. When we get back, we have more stories for you. Keep it locked. Well, I and I are rising star, and if a guy don't say no more, it's fine, it's still a star. Now the mercy, war and crime and violence is what they're preaching. Never stop until gunshot reaching. Missing, missing, chop, war, and all type of thing, the sky preaching. Couple shot reaching, and in the dark. There is nobody in this world to accept him. So me up to kill him, and then turn up. Gunshot about gun, I need my escape. So me sing, set. Wonder if one day that some idiot to say that them want a war. Me have a 45 Pascal and all a gun mix up till it now. Me a man jowl in me car. Good shot a bark underneath boys came. Well, me sing them hawks if all. And now them get it, then them all of all. Say them can't defend it. 45 Pascal and me pop out and end it. Boy, you tell story like him named Louis Penny. Gun shot a drop in my heart and in bullet. Gotta say a big thank you to everyone logged on and listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. <laughs> And she happy make you stretch These are poor people and them so it don't have to catch And everything is in the right context Well, Mr. Politician, me not love on a fest Certain things we wanna do, who know what we accept We be learning Putina on a random day Me a one DJ, where me know no not it Me no care for the buy me CD or cassette Cause he not the ghetto, who know not make me check So tell them, come and do them next best Me best, well this is my experience Get the people face a lot of unemployment Turn to the crime and violence, me black brother. What that make no sense, me feel. If you will be commitment, give them some first on our patience. Then we will make it to the highest extent. And God, answer we pray more urgent. Poor people respect, preserve, and overdue. To all the politicians, flex it back, me school. Come divide me, friend them in a coup by coup. Give them the monkey living and the two two. Tell them to kill man and fist be a But for the God that take a small interview. This is my point of view. But Nicky left from out to save you. Look up to the sky with so pretty and blue. Hawks, what some of them gonna do? Missing. Well, this is my experience. Get the paper face a lot of unemployment. Most youths turn to the crime and violence. Me block brother. But that make no sense. Me sure. Thank you to our listeners on JohnNoRadio.com. Download the John No Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. John no Radio, take us on the go. What you want and what you will, working for your dollar bill. 
Sad to see the old slave milk is grinding slow but grinding still. Walking home, my youth gets killed. Police free to shoot at will. Sad to see the old slave mill is grinding slow but grinding still. Nine to five, you know the drill. Weekends are a sharply thrill. Sad to see the old slave mill is grinding slow but grinding still. Cop run that over till it's spill. Take until they've had their fill. Sad to see the old slave mill is grinding slow but grinding. Some of us think we're too big. God, the system gives us jobs, even though it's just a low-paying gig. Some of us will boast and brag, and those of us who think we're smart, just because we don't have much, it's really not the case at all. It's riches that the flesh can't touch. Some of us won't respect names. Some of us won't respect laws. Some of us don't respect life, even though we worship God. And some of us won't let go faith. No matter what the price may cost Some of us won't practice hate But God we still believe in love What you want and what you will Working for a dollar bill Sad to see the old slave mill Is grinding slow but grinding still Walking home a child gets killed Neighbors free to shoot From the son to the father Thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. Appreciate each and every one of you lending your voice, lending your perspectives, your views, your opinions. Appreciate you. But my hand was made strong by the end of the Almighty. You're inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday right here on Coffee and Toe. Keep it locked. Triumphantly. Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Is all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Sometimes it feels as though the more things change, the more they stay the same. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. Oh, have no fear for atomic energy. Cause none of them can stop at the time. How long shall they kill our prophets? All we stay. 
just a part of it. We've got to fulfill the book. Well, who knew that fulfilling the book would be this painful? And if you're not feeling the pain, have some compassion for someone who is. All I see, people are ripping a rum, all are Coming up, we have stories out of Latin America and on the international scene. To the pole, mega help with soul. What is to stop the youth from getting out of control? While I'm living, thanks I'll be given. I'm a living while I'm living to the Father I will pray Only in know how we get through every day Only I can the price I'm a leg we have to pay While our leaders play All I see people are ripping a rob All are grave Thief never love is in thief with long bag No love for the people who are suffering bad Another toll to the poor may God help with soul What is to stop the youth from getting out of control Full up of education yet no own a payroll The clothes from me back of countless high old Could go on no, 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 the fool has never been told I'm a living while I'm living To the Father I will pray Only him know how we get through Every day with only hike in the price I'm a leg we have to pay While our leaders play We say who can afford to run will run But what about those who can't They will have to stay Opportunity has here scarce commodity in this time I say When mama spend her last And send you go class Never you ever play It's a competitive world For low-budget people Spending the time While earning a nickel With no record to who it may tickle My cup is full to the brim I could go on and on The fool has never been told I'm a living while I'm living to the Father, I will pray. Only Him know how we get through. Every day with only I in the price. I'm a leg we have to pay while our leaders play. All I see people are ripping a rob, all are grimy. Thief never love is a thief with long back. No love for the people who are suffering real bad. Another toll to the poor mega. It is the bottom of the hour. We're going to get started shortly. The clothes by your back of countless I hold Could go on and on, the fool has never been told I'm a living while I'm living to the Father I will pray Only him know how we get through Every day, only I can the price I'm a leg we have to pay While our leaders play Me say who can afford to run, will run But what about those who can They will have to stay Opportunity has scarce, scarce commodity 
in this time I say you When mama spend her last and send you go class Never you ever play It's a competitive world for low-budget people Spending the time while earning a nickel With no record for who it may tickle My cup is full to the brim I just have one question before I do the intro for the Latin American segment. Has anyone ever seen the job description for a parliamentarian? Has anyone ever seen the job description for a parliamentarian? That's it. And out of the Latin American corner, U.S. reveals eight-year-old girl died in Border Patrol custody. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. A girl from Panama, born with heart problems, has died in Border Patrol custody. That's according to a United States government statement on Thursday, marking the second death in two weeks of a minor in custody from Latin America. The eight-year-old and her family were being held in Harlingen, Texas. Did I say that right? Um... Did I say that right, uh, Javet? You know, don't don't want to mess up the the, the Texas. What Harlingen? Harling, H A R L I N G E N Harlingen. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you about to lose your card for Texas. <laughs> That's fine. I don't claim it anyway. I don't <gasps> Claim it, I don't claim it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the eight year old and her family were being held in Harlingen, Texas. I'm going to assume it's Harlingen, Texas, uh, in the Rio Grande Valley, one of the busiest corridors for border crossings. The Border Patrol's parent agency, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, has struggled with overcrowding at its facilities, spurred by a large increase in migrants and asylum seekers before the expiration last week of a key regulation on immigration linked to the COVID-19 pandemic. The girl experienced a medical emergency and emergency medical services were called. They took her to the hospital where she was pronounced dead on Wednesday. An autopsy has been ordered. The girl's name was Anadith Anadith Taney Reyes Alvarez. That's according to the Honduran consul Jose Leonardo Navaz who is based in McAllen, Texas. He said she is from Panama, although her parents are from Honduras. The consul said she was traveling with her father, mother, and two older siblings. She was born with heart problems and was operated on three years ago in Panama, according to her father, who spoke with the consul. You know what I find interesting? It's just... Arlington, I want to believe so too, you know, Javed. I want to believe so too. I want to believe it's Arlington and not yeah, Harlingen. Just, yeah, yeah, I was looking it up, but I'm still look because it says Arlington, Texas is near the Rio Grande Valley. So, hmm. Hmm. Oh, unless it's a city within Arlington. 
that's possible. That is quite possible too. All right. So this is something it came to my mind before when we were talking about the fire that happened at the um, detention center. Remember that? Uh, it also came to my mind we, when we were talking about the one where they had the tents being destroyed and what so on and so forth. But now I'm remembering to say something. The girl's name, they know her name. The consul knows her name. And I've noticed it time and time again that the consulates always seem to know who these people are. Why aren't they doing more for them then? That's all I'm going to say. They're stepping in now. I, and I've noticed that they, they step in after the fact, after there is some tragedy, something happens. Or they want to voice their opinion in disgust when something happens. But what are the consulates doing with regard to having dialogue with the leaders of their countries, the countries that they represent, to see about fixing the problems that lie within the borders? Because immigration has been a decades-long issue. People have been, no matter what, determined to try to escape from whatever it is that they're running away from. If they're running away from communities that are riddled with violence, what are the leaders in the countries doing about the violence in said areas? If it's because they're looking for better economic opportunities, what are they doing to address those concerns? If it's drugs, what are they doing? Are they doing anything? And, and understand it's not all of Honduras or all of Panama or all of Nicaragua or any other country. Every country has its issues. Every single one. People are trying to get out of certain situations. But what are they doing? Just a thought. Just thinking. I had to get it out. <laughs> On the international scene, a 7.7 magnitude earthquake in far Pacific creates tsunami threat for... Somebody pronounce this one for me, please. I need your help. Is it Vanuatu? V-A-N-U-A-T-U? Where's Sunet? Sunet knows how to pronounce these um, places. Vanuatu. Vanuatu. That would make sense, too. But, you know, sometimes, Javed, sometimes it's something completely different from what we're thinking. Yes. Oh, so Javed says the city of Harlingen has a population of 72,000. So thank you for digging a little deeper, uh, Javed. So, yes, Harlingen is a city. It exists. It's in the Rio Grande. Population, 72,000. All right. So we learned something else today. All right. So it's one of those islands and some other islands are being affected. Um, the Associated Press in New Zealand is reporting that a 7.7 magnitude quake on Friday in the far Pacific may threaten a tsunami for several islands. The U.S. Geological Survey said the quake Friday was near the Loyalty Islands. Who knew we had islands called Loyalty? I wonder if they're loyal to people down there. It was uh, 23 miles deep. 
that is southwest of Fiji, north of New Zealand, and east of Australia, where the, cor the Coral Sea or Coral Sea meets the Pacific. The Pacific Tsunami Warning Center said waves up to 10 feet were possible for the island. Well, we just hope um, no one gets hurt. We just hope that that goes away. That's all we can pray for. Smaller waves were possible in Papua New Guinea, Guam, and other Pacific islands as well. Car rushes Vatican gate is fired on, yes, driver apprehended after reaching the courtyard. So that was a no-go. Wasn't going to happen. They got to protect that. Here's why. When you buy from Brickle Honda, you'll become a Brickle for Life customer. You get the Brickle Advantage. That's yep. Scare at the Thank Vatican. You. A driver rushed through the security gate, ending up in the palace courtyard. Authorities firing a shot at one of the tires as a speeding car whizzed towards them. Once on the property, the driver got out and was immediately detained. It wasn't clear if Pope Francis was anywhere near the incident. Vatican officials say the man appeared to be in his 40s, and they determined he was suffering from an apparent psychiatric issue. I love that. You can do anything nowadays and display certain behaviors to let them think you have psychiatric issues. Isn't that the, the, that's the only card in the book that we can pull out? It works, though. It seems to work. <laughs> he tired of the Vatican. He's like, I'm sick of them. Anyway, how the creation of Israel ruined my life, courtesy of Al Jazeera. When Israel occupied Palestine in 1948, Ghassan el-Shauli said our ancestors were forced into exile and ended up in refugee camps. Ghassan was raised in Rashidieh, a camp, the second most populous Palestinian refugee camp in Lebanon. He said, we're not allowed to go back to our country and as refugees in Lebanon, we do not have rights. On May 15, Palestinians commemorated 75 years of Nakba, or catastrophe, which forced their mass displacement and disposition of land that became Israel in 1948. Every year, Ghassan and his family march from Rashidieh towards the border of their homeland with dreams of one day returning to the place that was taken from them. It has been 75 years of being refugees in camps in South Lebanon. He points out that life in the camp feels like constant oppression. Palestinians are barred from most jobs in Lebanon, about 90 jobs, including medicine, law, and journalism. Adding, we are always under the threat of being bombed. With the Gaza Strip bombed again by Israeli forces recently, this year's commemoration of the Nakba presented greater security concerns than usual for Palestinians in Lebanon camps, leaving Ghassan and his family unable to attend the annual march towards the Israeli-Lebanese border. But despite the odds, their determination as inspires them to adapt their tradition to the circumstances. We will organize a march inside the camp, he says. When I came across this, I thought about what um, I think Donald made the comment yesterday. And it's something you really have to think about it. The Israelis drive them out of their land, take it over, and they can't go back. 
They bomb them. They oppress them. But at the same time, right, Donald, the Israelis, the Israelites are God's chosen people. <sighs> That's something else I have issue with. I can't understand it. Why, if they're God's chosen people and they're supposed to be a representation of who God is, why are they doing these evil acts? Does my question make sense? Yes, it does. So something isn't right, Crystal. Something isn't right. They're supposed to be God's chosen people. What exactly does that mean? That means God has favorites. And it means that they can do anything and they will still be okay. They're God's chosen people. So, is it because they know that they are God's chosen people. And I don't know if these are the right Israelites anyway. I doubt they are. But is it because they know that they're God's chosen people, they feel they can do as they please with others? Drive people out of their land? Treat them like nothings? Some There's a disconnect somewhere there for me. I, I just... Something is off. Because in the Christian world, we're taught that God is love, God is peace. So why then would his people, his chosen people, be warmongers and oppressors and violators? We could say what we want, but if there is one group of people that religion is working for is the Jews. Their religion is interwoven into everything. They use it as a weapon. They use it when it's necessary. And um, the things they get away with, one cannot disagree that maybe they are chosen. They have to be chosen based on the system we live in and the things they do and get away with it scotch-free because they are the only people that could quote what God gave them and what was so-called ordained to them from God and expect everybody to fall in line. You understand? But I, I think Israel is one of the wickedest countries on earth. The things they do to the Palestinians is like horrendous, and then they play victim. I don't see how anybody living in Palestine could be saying the stuff they go through. The good thing they do, though, as the perpetrators, they have perfected the way they play the victim game. So they come. I seen documentaries where they. They literally will go and bulldoze people's houses, their pen for the animals and stuff, right in front of people like that. Mm -hmm. They walk around with, with guns, the occupiers in the occupied territory, mm 
But if a Palestinian have a gun, that's it for him. He's in jail. They kill these people every day. They control the water. They control access to roads. I mean, and these are lands that was owned by the Palestinians for like generations on generations on generations, you know. And the Palestine is shrinking daily, literally daily. And a lot of these settlements are funded by churches here in America. I was about to say that, Donald. The, the same church here, the people that are God-fearing and stuff, are funding the atrocities. The U.S. government, Donald, we the taxpayers are funding it too. Boy. I, I, I don't get it. We are okay. So we are okay with them doing what they're doing to the Palestinians. But we have a problem with what Russia is doing to Ukraine. Make that make sense. Crystal, I agree with you. Know. What did Crystal say? They, say? Claim, they, they claim to be God's chosen people. But I have no doubt that they have to be real far from God. Yeah, they can't be. The people who are there cannot be God's chosen people and be behaving like that. So in the chat, Crystal put, oh, I so disagree. They are not God's chosen people. They are thieves in the night. And until his really chosen people stand up, this mess will continue. So who are these people then pretending to be God's chosen people, pretending to be the Israelites? Who are these people? Many of them are there running away from other countries because they were oppressed and they sought refuge. See, they were smart, right? They sought refuge there because they knew they would be protected there. And then they turn around and do the same thing that they to others that was being done to them. But guess what? The U.S. would support them, huh? Hmm. Who are these people pretending to be God's chosen people, murdering other people in the name of God? Who are these? Who are they? And then who are the real Israelites? You and I. So when are we going to get up then, Crystal? Why are we? Why? Okay, we are not on the continent. So why is it that our um, distant relatives aren't getting up and doing something? Why are they laying low? Ah, damn it. Israel gets all the weapons and everything it needs to protect itself. Forgot that. And the rest of the continent can't do anything about it because you can't go to a gunfight with a knife, right? But didn't David take down Goliath? What was that army that was shelled out, thinned out to 300? Uh -huh. They didn't need thousands to take on the other army. And they didn't even have to fight. Because if I remember the story well, it's in the Old Testament. As they were moving towards the camp, the sun hit their shields and the glare caused the, 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 um, 
the opposition, if we want a better term, to crumble amongst themselves. So they didn't have to touch them. So it's not about how mighty you are. It's using what you have. So why are our folks in Africa quiet? Why are the true Israelites quiet? Not doing anything to drive the, the pretenders out of there. And restore peace. Because from my understanding, from my, <laughs> we're under a spell that we refuse, we refuse to break. We, we, we're making the choice, right? From my understanding, the instructions in the Old Testament is that you are to remember when I give you the land that you're going to go into, you are to remember to take care of foreigners, right? It's in the Bible. I'm not making this up. The instructions are there. If we go back to the Old Testament, it's either Deuteronomy, Exodus, one of those books. It's there. The land I'm going to give you, right? It's going to be your land. But you're going to treat people well. You're going to treat foreigners like your own. You're going to be compassionate. I, I don't know. Something is off. It is, Javet. Thank God it's Friday. We get a break. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have any shootings over the weekend. We get a break. I just, these past couple of days, usually we're kind of good in here. You yeah. Know, we have a good mixture, but the past couple of days has been very just low. Mm -hmm. Nothing low. is going on, Javet. Nothing good is going on around the world. Nothing. Nothing. It's dark. It is really dark. Here we go. Pentagon error said to overvalue Ukraine arms aid by $3 billion. <laughs> Talk about play with your money. Well, Al Jazeera.com is reporting that the U.S. Department of Defense overestimated the value of weapons and other military equipment provided to Ukraine by approximately $3 billion, officials said. An error in accounting that may lead the way for more arms being sent to Kiev. In many of the military aid packages sent to Ukraine, the Defense Department opted to draw from existing U.S. stockpiles of older existing items because it could ship them more quickly. Um, Javet, who is doing the accounting? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> how, many, how much did you say again? $3 billion. An error in accounting. They overestimated the value. <laughs> so they so they so they press a nine instead of a six. So they press a... <laughs> oh my god. At least we get to laugh. We lift our spirits up. We get to laugh. That is some ooh. That's not even two billion not, dollars. Donald, clean out your ears. That's not even frackinackle. Don, Donald ain't hearing too good. Get Donald some Q-tips. Three. One, two, three. Wait. Yeah, yeah. You have to say three billion so he can understand it. One, two, billion. three. Three billion dollars. An error in accounting? 
Thoughts that they were reading upside down. <laughs> That's what I said. They pressed the six, the nine the instead of the six. <laughs> we here bashing the Jamaica people for not submitting Auditor General report, and we're making three billion dollars error in accounting. <laughs> and losing two trillion dollars when nobody can find two trillion dollars in the black hole. these incompetent people we have in these roles you see that's the problem you know everybody have them hand in the kitty you just push your hand in the jar and you do as you like everybody has a free-for-all with taxpayers money except for taxpayers but then we'll lock you up for eight thousand dollars lock you up for twenty thousand dollars but them now lock up them friend for the hundred and thousands of dollars that them friends get in the ppp loan hmm them do as then like wait wait go ahead <laughs> i'm sorry james james you in the matrix i remember remember nigeria is a corrupt country right <laughs> the most corrupt country in the world is nigeria folks <laughs> then if then corrupt then if then corrupt who Miss Jen asks if me are still thief. Yes, Miss Jen, I'm still a thief. Still here committing criminal activities. Group on the line close, me now to leave. Miss Jen. <laughs> <sighs> Government. We made them feel they are the government, and that's the problem. The whole world is sleeping. Go ahead, Donald. They're literally giving us a 649. As Javed said, that's all it is. We're getting a 649. That is what the 3 billion is. A domino where I play up. <laughs> they taking that 69 position. <laughs> and who getting effed? We the people. They're the only ones having orgasms. We are literally being effed. We the people. Literally. Jibet, why you take the 69 out of my mouth? <laughs> no way you be putting your mouth. James, where she take it from? <laughs> I, I was just about to say it as she first me. <laughs> But hold on, no, I'm gonna give you a reason. Um, here's a reasoning. Here's a reasonable reasoning. Here we go. People with policy, y'all. Did y'all see this video? You probably didn't, but I'm gonna show you anyway. When I say it is breathtaking, it is breathtaking. Uno momento. And he said, Dad, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? Thirty-six have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. Nineteen have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related yeah, charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. 
It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. Mike dropped. Honestly, I can go on and on. And <laughs> so y'all that's that. Why my body? <laughs> but but wait a minute. I take offense. How did, how how are they gonna try to throw the athletes in the mix? You know, trying to say what we think it's the athletes that do this. No, Be it's the politicians. I, I take offense. You know what? I took offense at first, Javet. The first time I saw it a couple of days ago, and I took offense. I was like, why? But guess what? I understand why he used them because typically that's how white folks like to look at people black folks who are up there they think every black person is a crook a criminal something that's the truth so i understand why he used it just like when you saw the one where they they had the picture with um what you call her our girl there on the sports illustrated Martha Stewart. So there was a picture of with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. And the question was, who has a criminal record? And some people were saying Snoop Dogg. Some white folks were saying Snoop Dogg that I guess they forgot that she went to jail. <laughs> That's how they see us. <sighs> When the whole time is them. The whole time is them. Mm -hmm. What you just played is on TikTok? Yeah, I can send it to you. Yeah. Who <laughs> reported? Well, I guess I'll see who reported it yeah. when you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing about me and TikTok, um, you know how you have the fact checkers yes. on other things? I don't know if there's one really set up for TikTok yet. Hold on, Javed. Are they really fact checkers or are they people who are there to remove what doesn't go well with the narrative that they're trying to push? I, I for me, for now, I believe they're real fact checkers. I, I just think that there's so many different things being thrown at you. You have to use your own discernment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, True. Logical discernment not the not the bs thought process because your mama thought about that 10 years ago and your daddy thought about that really look <laughs> at what's going on in the world true and a, a logical decision you know yeah you're right so we gotta laugh some more but not yet south carolina moves closer to abortion ban a southern trend that puts pressure on virginia Mm -hmm. We got a soundbite for this one, too. Uh, what did I just do? Yikes, I think I... Hold on. I closed it out in error. I closed it out in error. My apologies. South Carolina, South Carolina, where are you? Okay, here we go. You can achieve anything with good sleep, and over one million dreamers have trusted City Furniture to help. And from mattresses starting at $149 to a $300 gift card with Tempur-Pedic, you can rest assured we have the best price guaranteed. So everyone can live like this. 
Abortion access across the country is shrinking amid new bans advancing through a number of state houses. Votes in North and South Carolina this week alone now leave only one southern state without restrictive abortion legislation in motion. And another state could soon follow suit. Reporter Laura Aguirre brings us the latest. South Carolina's abortion ban is one step closer to becoming law. Lawmakers advanced a House bill late Wednesday that restricts most abortions after six weeks. While heavily backed by Republicans, not every GOP member is in favor. Abortion laws have always been, each and every one of them, about control. It's always about control. Senator Sandy Sen says she and a bipartisan group of female lawmakers calling themselves sister senators will be ready to fight when that House bill comes back to their chamber. All of the five women will be fighting against this bill. The big nail biter is going to be whether the three men who stood with us last time, whether they will stick with us. In North Carolina, the governor speaking out after state Republicans overrode his veto on their 12-week ban Tuesday. People are angry. Women feel like that they have been slapped in the face. Virginia may soon be the only southern state without heavily restricted abortion access. Nebraska's state house filled with dueling protests Wednesday after a 12-week abortion ban was slipped into an already controversial bill that limits gender-affirming care for anyone under 19 years old. I think today will be a very dark chapter in Nebraska history. Nebraska's bill is expected to pass a final vote, possibly as soon as Friday. I'm Laura Aguirre for 7 News. <sighs> New lawsuit challenges. Um, yeah, anyway, you know what? Penguin Random House and five authors are suing a Florida school board over book bans. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know. You know, while I'm pulling up that one, I don't know why things are closing out on me today, but as I'm looking at the video, for the South Carolina story. And you see placards. Some people are there. You know, you have people on both sides of the fence. You have some people with placards. Babies deserve to live. And yeah, okay, fine. Are we helping them to live? Are we helping them to live? Hey, NPR listeners, Up First is the news you need to start your morning. You'll hear the three biggest stories of the day, plus reporting and analysis from NPR News. Click the play button below to listen. Support for NPR and Up First comes from Raymond James, tailored wealth management, banking, and capital markets solutions for clients' unique needs. Disclosures at RaymondJames.com. The largest book publisher in the country has joined forces with PEN America to push back against book banning. As NPR's Netta Ulubi reports, Penguin Random House is part of a coalition, including parents and authors, that filed a federal lawsuit today challenging bans in one Florida county. Escambia County in northwest Florida has removed or restricted at least 16 books from public school libraries and classrooms. They range from a Nobel Prize winner's first novel to a popular coming-of-age bestseller that came out in the 1990s. I really want to turn things around this year. The Perks as Being a Wallflower was also a hit movie. But last fall, a local high school teacher challenged it and more than 100 other books. Christian activists testified at multiple school board meetings. 
It's not censorship to not have a bunch of erotic, sexually explicit books in school. That's Pensacola parent Erin Schneer at the meeting, where school board member Kevin Adams voted to remove Perks of Being a Wallflower from an optional 12th grade novel study. What is our standard for ensuring good conduct and manners for our students? Well, I can't even repeat some of the stuff that's here into this mic, or I wouldn't, <laughs> because of the values I have. That violates the First Amendment. Suzanne Nossel runs Penn America. Over the past two years, the free speech group has documented more than 4,000 cases of books being banned or removed. This lawsuit was filed, she says, because the Scambia County's case was so egregious. It was time to really call it out in detail. And we have a group of plaintiffs, including parents who are affected, students who are affected, Penguin Random House, a publisher that is affected. And we've come together to say we need the courts to step in and uphold our constitutional rights. Among the plaintiffs is writer Ashley Hope Perez. Her best-selling book, Out of Darkness, traces a love affair between a Mexican-American girl and an African-American boy. So exactly how banned is Perez? My seven-year-old would answer the question. My mom is super banned. In dozens of places, including Escambia County. Perez says there's a pattern where books like hers are targeted by book removal groups, including Moms for Liberty that offer talking points. There's little evidence of having actually engaged with the books themselves and a lot of copying and pasting. So you see the same typos, for example. Paris says she would prefer discussions to lawsuits. But at this critical moment, she says the tools of democracy work too. Young people do not want sanitized narratives. They want opportunities to talk about difficult issues and to imagine lives that are different than their own. The Escambia School Board said last month it's pausing book challenges indefinitely. No one from the school board replied to NPR's requests for comment. Neto Ulibi, NPR News. War on books. I'm actually glad they're doing that. Suing them, suing the state of Florida. I, I, I am glad because I, I was trying to figure out a way that we can curtail this because mm -hmm. I just can't believe in 2023 we are banning books mm -hmm. that make no sense at all. No sense at all to me. It really doesn't. And, and y'all know I'm a parent. My daughter is older now. But I mean, there were books that had this content when I was growing up and it did not do anything to me. And I, I personally didn't go out and even look for these books. But if I needed to, I was able to. Because like I said, I grew up right across the street from the Brooklyn Library. I lived in the library. I lived in the museum. And I just think more parents need to pay attention. We need to start parenting our children. We're not parenting our children anymore. That's I just it. had a conversation about this. Do do anyone now, do any of the people that consider themselves G-Ma and whatever the heck they call themselves now, do they actually think that their children has the wherewithal to take care of them when they become old? Hmm. We are pacifying our children. I, I'm sorry. This, no. The banning books is just ridiculous for me because, I mean... I have hardcover books. I have digital books. I mean, I told y'all, my daughter was reading Harry Potter in second grade. And when her teacher said I shouldn't let her read it, I said to her, why? 
why? And teacher said, she she's not going to understand it. Well, I've already told her, if she doesn't understand it, come to me and ask me questions. You're the teacher. If she doesn't understand something, let her come to you and ask you questions. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to answer it, direct her back to me because I am her parent. I, I don't know. It's just ridiculous. And I'm glad. I hope all of the publishing companies, I hope all the art authors and everyone that writes a poem, a book, music, everybody, yes, go to court. I'm I done. I I'm agree. Done. Thank you for voicing that. Thank you. There are parents like you, Sonette, myself, we're not close-minded. We know how to guide our children as well as we know how to guard them and to protect them. We know how to have conversation with our children. We know how to make them dream and imagine. We know how to separate fantasy from reality. But we're taking that away from children. Very soon we're going to tell them they can't even think. And, you know, it's who you have strength for. Because you know something, um, Javet, they're so concerned about what children are exposed to in books. Have any of them watched commercials during the daytime? For real. Have you? I mean, all through the day, not just the daytime. Okay. All through the day, the okay. commercials. Go ahead, Javet. I'm 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 annoyed with them. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry I interrupted you. But I mean, every commercial I pick up nowadays, if it's not um multiracial families, if it's not, you know, the libidoquas and everything, that's a new term right. for <laughs> the, you, you know, right. I right. and it's like do they not even notice that in the commercials, the little things that are pushing? I mean, even for a mattress. Okay. I, I may see a black man and a white woman. Or I may see something different. Mm -hmm. Remember that big uproar when the the little girl was putting Cheerios on her black daddy or vice versa? I don't yes. remember what it was. Yes, yes. Open your eyes. Look at the world. The world is changing. We can't just stay in this little microcosm of our minds. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. They probably they probably haven't watched the commercials. They're probably not aware. That's well, that's probably what it is. They're so busy with the books. Eventually, they're going to get to TV and they're going to start going after the uh, media outlets for showing certain things on TV. I'm sitting there in the middle of the day. And I look up, and what do I see? A commercial for medication from Big Pharma. And there are two men. And I'm like, they show that in the daytime? Yes, they do. No, it's what Marlon says. Yeah, you, every, you, any station you go on, it's there. Educate your children. Let them know. You have your values. You have your standards. It is what it is. 
educate your children and stop driving hate because that's all it's boiled down to hate well i hate the fact that y'all a bunch of liars and thieves so what do we do with y'all can i add one more thing moment sure so i have a friend who is a therapist and they're working with this um teenage boy his mother has been married to men but now she's married to a woman and he's having a hard time with it a very hard time with it so much so that he's acting out right but the main issue this young man is the main reason i feel this young man is acting out is because the parent didn't have a conversation with him mm -hmm. okay he says he does not like to have he does not he does not want to have two mamas and he's a teenager Why and you need you need to speak to your kids even if your child is not going to understand your choices, mm -hmm. right? Have a conversation with them and find a way how we can work this out. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, as a parent, you're still responsible for your child. <sighs> and and this is a, a same-sex situation, but it even could be when you get married again. Mm -hmm. and don't like the new parent have a conversation or find someone that can help you have a conversation with your child I'm not supposed to know the things that my friend is doing with his um, customers or whatever you want to call them but he knows that I work with um, you know I mentor mm -hmm. you adults so there's sometimes where we'll have conversations about things that are going on but he is specifically acting out because of that fact and i don't think that the parent ever not not to say give him a choice but had a conversation in the direction that they're going in their lives right now yeah you have to think about this when you're a parent you should think about these things when you're a parent. I oh, yield. Thank you. Thank you, Javet. I'll leave us with a little well, you laughter. You can't spend the first half of a debate bitching about how immigrants are ruining the country and the second half on the uplifting stories of your immigrant parents. <laughs> The Republicans all talk about building walls and deportations and making people learn English. And then John Kasich, my grandmother was an immigrant who could barely speak English. <laughs> Ted Cruz, my father was an immigrant from Cuba who didn't speak English. Marco Rubio, my parents arrived with no money, barely speaking English. And of course, Donald Trump, my father was an orangutan from Borneo who didn't speak any English at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's pretty funny how Cruz and Rubio can wax nostalgic about their dishwasher father and hotel maid mom, and in the next breath, tell you who they want to kick out of the country. Maids and dishwashers. And I must say, this puzzles me, because while Republicans generally do lack the empathy gene, that is, the ability to see other people suffer and then make the complicated leap to, I wonder if that hurts. There is an exception to this. They do often get on the humane side of an issue when it hits them right in their own home. For example, Dick Cheney is so conservative he got an artificial heart just to make sure he never felt sorry for anyone. <laughs> but he's a big supporter of gay marriage because he has a gay daughter and he needs to stay on her good side in case he needs a kidney. <laughs> Likewise, Jeb Bush has been very compassionate about Mexican immigrants because he married one. One of the good ones, I'm sure. Jeb also had a fairly enlightened drug policy because his daughter had a serious problem with cocaine. Although on the bright side, at least someone in that family is high energy. But that is the pattern. Jeb is a lockstep conservative, but enlightened on Mexicans because of the wife, and cool about drugs because of the daughter. And of course, a strong supporter of special needs education because of his brother. <laughs> or take the abortion issue. Dan Quayle was 100% pro-life. And then he was asked what he would do if his own daughter got pregnant, and he said, quote, I would counsel her and talk to her and support her on whatever decision she made. <laughs> oh, I see. Your daughter gets a choice. Unwanted children are for strangers. You know, Lady Gaga sang a song at the Oscars Sunday called Till It Happens to You. It's like that. It has to happen to them. It explains why John McCain supports every form of war ever invented and some he just fantasizes about in the shower. <laughs> but torture? No. Because he was tortured by Sarah Palin. <laughs> it explains why Ronald Reagan suddenly cared about AIDS only after it struck his friend, Rock Hudson, and why Nancy Reagan got religion on stem cell research after Ronnie got Alzheimer's. And it explains why Newt Gingrich gave up hunting after he married an owl. On so many issues, you can only get Republican support if it touched one of their own, which is not good news for the environment. I've heard the question many times, when will Republicans stop denying climate change? I'll tell you when, when one of them can be convinced they personally suffered from it. And if the gods of irony are listening, please make this happen. The oceans are dying, and all the fish in them are disappearing, which is why starving sharks swim closer to the shore now and bite more people. And I'm sorry, but one of those people has to be Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> well,
Let him lose one of the arms he uses to shovel food into his mouth, and maybe he will realize we should do something about our dying oceans. John Kasich wants a moratorium on all regulations. Okay, but then please let there be some kind of mix-up with the pipes, and the only water John Kasich gets to drink from now on is from Flint, Michigan. Let James Inhofe be mauled by a disoriented polar bear. Let Rush Limbaugh get attacked by a swarm of dying bees and the Koch brothers be swallowed up by a fracking-induced earthquake. And to slap the global warming denial out of Marco Rubio, whose own state of Florida is one of the most likely places to be inundated by rising oceans, his own home must get flooded and Marco must be swept out to sea and washed up all the way back to Cuba, where we will find out that Marco Rubio really is Elian Gonzalez. <laughs> oh, boy. At least we get to laugh a little now, Javet. <laughs> I think I watched it about three times. <laughs> I used to watch him religiously. I need to start back watching him. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least he will get a laugh. And he, he's not lying, though. Until it reaches your doorsteps, it doesn't matter. Isn't that a shame? We only care when it affects us. Whatever happened to love thy neighbor as thyself? <laughs> All right, let's just take a quick break and then we have business and tech news coming right up. They can't keep a good man down Always keep a smile when they want me to frown Keep the vibes and I stood my ground They will never ever take my crown Oh damn bless I say no man curse Things getting better when they thought it would be worse Here comes the officers asking for a search They found no weapon just only a draw first but I'm so solid as a rock, they just can't stop me now. Even when they set their tops, they just can't stop me now. People Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. And of course, thank you to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse. See you taking how you're gonna fall me come for make you know So speedily you turn me for You did have them in a corruption and grow Well then, see how when me have one you've been wanting Then you run, come and grab a young been asking Why is the youth them liberty you have been stealing Big a man member of concrete make your ceiling What's the meaning of life without living? I live so, I have to continue giving. See you making up jobs, well then, I come reaching. Give me no more mishaps, get the youth, no more killing. I'm still gonna say, give it up, read it all. 
see you taking all you are Go find me, come for make you know So speedily you tell me for You did on the youth, them in a corrupt Son of grow, hey Just keep that up, read it all See you taking all you are Go find me, come for make Who no know so speedily Who no turn me for You have the youth in a corruption Well then The day makes possible everything So take your share and live love into the way You've been handling the youth You know we got to sing Judgment keeps on coming Your friends will be burning Beat the lovers you get nothing I bring the sword, I bring the sling Look at the crowd, love they bring Shout a Coming up Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern Set your alarms, it is Days After Dark Real Relationship Talk. Join the crew, myself, Sunette, Javet, Rosolo, and Marlon as we talk about communication, love, intimacy, friendship, and finances. We're going to be live on QMZRitter.com, JohnNoRitter.com, and the conversa- conversation happens right here on Clubhouse. I was given one more chance My heart still beating Very uh-huh. alive But I'm still breathing We're inside the Friday mix It is Freestyle Friday This week has been a heavy one For us, our hearts have been heavy this week There is just so much going on and what we can't say for ourselves, we let the music speak for us. No matter what it is that we got to face, we can get through it as long as we plan to do it together. It is the bottom of the hour. Lunch time for some of us. Supper time for some. Wherever you are in the world listening, thank you. But one thing we definitely cannot do, and we got to thank Barrington Levy for reminding us about this, 
we cannot give up. Just remember that do not give up. It's not going to be easy, but we can keep fighting. It is time for business and tech news. content creators have filed a lawsuit against Montana over first in nation law banning app. Wow. So the Associated Press is reporting that five TikTok content creators have filed a lawsuit seeking to overturn Montana's first in the nation. Yay. First in something. They're banned on the video sharing app, arguing the law is unconstitutional. Yes, it is. It is a, yeah, it is an unconstitutional violation of free speech rights. Come to think of it. Yeah. The Montana residents also argued in a legal complaint filed in federal court late Wednesday without public notice that the state does not have any authority over matters of national security. Republican Governor Greg Gianfort or Gianforte signed the bill into law Wednesday and said it would protect Montana residents' private data and personal information from being harvested by the Chinese government. The ban is scheduled to take effect January 1, 2024, so y'all take a until then. We expected a legal challenge and are fully prepared to defend the law, said Emily Flower, who is spokesman for the Montana Department of Justice. TikTok has argued the law infringes on people's First Amendment rights. However, spokesperson Brooke Oberwetter, what a name, declined to comment on the lawsuit. She also declined uh, yeah, to say whether the company helped coordinate the complaint. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, interestingly, and many people do this. Um, so the creators are five Montana residents who use the video sharing app for things like uh, promoting a business, connecting with military veterans. Oh, by the way, you hear what's going to happen with the veterans? Oh, Lord, they're going to be doing them dirty. Introducing others to ranch life, sharing outdoor adventures or expressing their sense of humor. Some of them make significant money from the app. Yeah. So you're cutting off people's income means of income mm -hmm. not cool not at all but yeah um 
I totally forgot to save the story. I'm going to have to go dig, dig it up for Monday. But yeah, they're planning to do the veterans real dirty. Real, real dirty. Um, in the state of Florida, <laughs> listen to this. Um, what's, what is it called, Marlon? That fund, a billion dollars, our dear darling Ron DeSantis. He is moving a billion dollars from safe houses, so to speak, you know, secured investments, safe investments, and putting them in high, putting it in high risk investments. And these investment vehicles are owned, operated by those who donate to him. Now you, is it their pension? What is it? Is it, um, what is it, Marlon? Remind me. Oh, Lord have mercy. My old age here. But yeah. He's doing that down here in Florida. If you don't stop putting age on yourself, <laughs> black woman, stop it. <laughs> I need some ginseng. But yeah, the man is out of control. Can he do that? What is it, Marlon? Remind me. Which one was that? The billion dollars that DeSantis, we saw it yesterday that he's going to be moving from one in from a safe investment um portfolio into another because i don't remember but i know what you yeah i, I forgot so the two of us forget that ain't good <laughs> yeah yeah he he doing the most let me see if i can find it he is literally doing florida let's see what they gotta say is about. it his own money is it his mm -hmm. money to run his campaign no no, this is money that belongs to citizens of Florida. You know, I think it's it's, it's not four hundred one k. Um, oh jeez, um, what is the thing? I I I. Uh, I'm gonna find it, and I'm gonna have it for Monday. I am definitely gonna have it for Monday because he out of control. He totally out of control. But in the meantime, mm, FedEx pilots vote to authorize strike as they push higher wages in contract negotiations the associated press is reporting that the fedex pilots voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike in a move they hope will help their union win a new contract that would include pay raises the airline pilots association said on wednesday that 99 percent of its fedex members who took part voted to authorize a strike and turnout was 97%. Federal law prohibits airline unions from conducting strikes until U.S. mediators have declared negotiations at an impasse, which has not happened at FedEx. And even then, Congress and President can block a walkout. Oh, huh. too much power. Oh, well, okay. Unions, however, believe that the votes increase their leverage at the bargaining table. The pilots union and Memphis Tennessee-based FedEx have been negotiating for two years, folks, two years over a new contract, while terms of the previous one remain in effect. So they're, they're holding them by the balls, right? They're telling them, mm. so the Congress and the president can block a walkout? Really? These people are disgruntled. Do something. Settle it and settle it quickly. Yeah, our goal is to reach an agreement, not a strike. Well, let's see how y'all are serious about that. Uber um, is saying that uh, it will now let parents put teens in rides alone. This story is courtesy of CNN. And I 
Yeah, I have the clip there. Hold on. Teens can now Uber alone with their parents' permission, of course. The rideshare company will allow accounts for 13 to 17-year-olds under a central family profile. They'll be able to book rides and order food deliveries. Parents will be notified when the app is used and when they reach their destination. It'll be tested in select markets next week. Hmm. How do we feel about that? Forgive me. I just hope no child does it without their parents knowing and then something happens and then they turn around and sue Uber. I don't know why I don't have a good feeling about this, but hey, go what's, ahead, what's Dre. The age, what's the age? What's the age? Age range? 13 to 17. 13 and 17. Between the ages of 13 and 17. How you feel about it, Dre? I mean, they're already doing it, so, uh, and without the parents' consent, so hmm. I think it's, um, it's good that Uber step in and, you know, try to legitimize it where they have more control and parents have more visibility in what's going on because they're already writing. Whether their parents book it for them or, or ever, like, you know, um, I know, like, I passed, like, a prom the other day and a whole bunch of kids was Ubering, so they're already doing it. Okay. All right. I, you see... I know that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, Dre. So you think it's a good move then on the part of the company stepping up to be more responsible? Yes, I think it's a good move, you know, because it's all about safety, you know. So um, if, 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 if they realize that it's something that already the kids are already doing and the parents are already doing, they have to step in to make it more safe because, you know, they'll be liable at the end of the day, regardless. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, by the way, the app um, records audio during the ride and the parent will be able to follow the trip's progress, right? So, oh, thank you, Javette. Thank you so much. See, I will see Marlon. Javette, Javette found it for me. Ron DeSantis is giving away Florida pension money to Wall Street donors. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has been putting huge sums of state retirement money into underperforming private equity firms that have donated to his campaign efforts. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Florida Governor and Republican presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis has been crusading against woke investments for allegedly threatening his state employees' retirement funds. But the most imminent threat to Florida public employees' retirement dollars appears to be the massive state pension investments that have gone to some of the Republican Party's Wall Street donors under DeSantis's watch. Despite a federal anti-corruption rule designed to prevent donors from receiving pension investments, private equity executives have donated millions to political groups supporting DeSantis. All while the governor oversaw the transfer of more than $1 billion of Florida public employees' retirement dollars into these donors' high-fee, high-risk alternative investments. So you're talking about Teachers and police officers and other state employees. Yes. 
Marlon, get a hold of your governor, please. And thank you. Thank you so much, Javed. I appreciate you for finding it and sending it over for me. That's what's going on here in Florida. And get ready. Texas may be going through the same thing or will go through the same thing shortly. Mm -hmm. Because, you know. Going through, please. They've been doing that. <laughs> They're best friends. I think they're stroking each other's hair. <laughs> I don't think it's the hair. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I think I, I, I think they're busy loving on each other. And they're like, we going to make these states our own separate countries. Oh, you know what? Well, Disney cancels plans for $1 billion Florida campus. Go Disney. Go Disney. Canceling plans to build a $1 billion office campus in Florida. The head of Disney's theme parks attributes the cancellation to, quote, new leadership and changing business conditions. And those changing business conditions appear to include what Disney sees as retaliation from the governor, Ron DeSantis, over its opposition to his parental rights in education bill, which critics have dubbed as the don't say gay law. NPR's Greg Allen joins us now from Miami to discuss this. Hey, Greg. Well, hey, Elena. So how big of a deal is this? This is a pretty big deal. Um, Disney began making plans two years ago to build this new complex for its creative team in Orlando. You know, it acquired the land and told some 2,000 employees they'd have to relocate to Florida. You know, as you say, it's a $1 billion project. These were to be high-paying jobs with an average salary of around $120,000 a year. Canceling such a big project is a major decision for the company. In his memo, Disney Parks head Josh DeMauro said, quote, this was not an easy decision to make, but I believe it's the right one. Now, much of this is related to Disney's ongoing feud with Governor DeSantis, right? Right. That seems to be at least a factor here. Okay. The new leadership mentioned in the Disney memo includes CEO Bob Iger, who came out of retirement recently to resume his role as company chairman. Iger reportedly was not a fan of the plan to relocate thousands of employees, including some of the so-called Imagineers who helped design the theme park attractions. Uh, plans for the project were also not popular with Disney employees who were told they'd have to relocate. But the company has also been going through this whole cost-cutting regime in an effort to boost profits. And uh, the New York Times reports that people briefed on the matter said the company's dispute with DeSantis figured prominently in the decision to cancel a project. And this all began with Disney's opposition to a Florida law that limits what people can say about gender identity and sexual orientation in school, and then it escalated, right? Right, exactly. You know, after this measure that supporters call the Parental Rights and Education Act passed last year, Disney's former CEO said he'd work to undo it. Uh, DeSantis then pushed for a law that was passed, which stripped the company of its self-governing authority. Disney, though, is a powerful company with a long history in Florida, and it fought back. The company recently filed a lawsuit against DeSantis and other officials. Here's CEO Bob Iger in a conference call with analysts last week. This is about one thing and one thing only, and that's retaliating against us for taking a position about pending legislation. And we believe that in, in, in us taking that position, we are merely exercising our right to free speech. During that call, Iger asked a rhetorical question, does the state want us to invest more, employ more people, and pay more taxes or not? 
I mean, that's a big question. The decision means loss of jobs. I wonder also if other big companies are watching the feud and making their own decisions. How have leaders in Florida reacted to this news? Well, you know, uh, the head of Florida's Democratic Party, Nikki Freed, blamed the cancellation on, quote, DeSantis's unhinged personal vendetta against Disney. And he said that he'd made Florida an anti-business state. Uh, no word yet from Governor DeSantis himself, but in a statement, his press secretary cited, quote, the company's financial straits and said it wasn't surprising that Disney would, quote, cancel unsuccessful ventures. NPR's Greg Allen in Miami. Thanks, Greg. You're welcome. The Santis would rather cut off his nose to spite his face. Does he care? Whoever is making him feel good, playing with his balls and make him feel real good, I hope it's worth it. I hope it's worth it for him. People are not happy. People are not happy, Ron DeSantis. And if you let Disney pull up, if they ever decide to know what, okay, you want to play? Let's see who going, who's really going to feel it. And they decide to pack up and leave the state of Florida. What are you going to tell all those people that work for Disney? What are you going to tell all those people who rely on tourism, those restaurant owners on the outskirts, those Airbnb owners, people who have taken out mortgages because they live in the area, they work for Disney or work around Disney or have a business that they benefit from Disney being there. What are you going to tell them? Hmm? All because you want to be like, this is where woke goes to die. Well, you... say no damn joke, man. This is not a joke. It's a joke to you because you're sitting up there in the governor's mansion that you don't want people to know your whereabouts. Who is going there because you know you downright dirty. We pay the taxes to keep that governor's mansion lit in case you forgot. But instead, you pooping on everybody in Florida, those who voted for you and those who didn't. And it's so unfortunate that those of us who did not vote for you are behind, we are suffering because of the ones who voted for you. But let this be a wake-up call to you idiots in Florida who voted for him. Let this be a lesson to you all. Wake the F up. He is going to ruin this state. It's like, the, you know the 80-20 rule, right? Where you'll be in a relationship with somebody and 80% of it is great. And there's just that 20% that annoys the crap out of you. And then here comes somebody else because the devil know how to send somebody else right in time to scoot on in. And they have that 20% 
of what you want, but 80% of what the heck you don't want. But guess what? Just a frolic in the hay, you will go on over there. And that's what you're doing with us. What else are you going to do to the state of Florida, DeSantis? You drove out over $11 billion in tax dollars. You drove it out when you talk about July 1st, th this enforcement of this, this immigration bill, because, oh, immigrants are bad, but your parents weren't bad. Get rid of the immigrants. Well, there are documentaries um, all around the place now. They tried hiring the white people who said, we, you know, the, the immigrants are taking their jobs. They couldn't even last out there. Some of them within an hour left the job site. After lunchtime, they never showed up. Those who made it through the day did not go back the next day. So unless you're getting your food and your fruits from somewhere else, uh, if you rely on Florida orange juice, the strawberries, the bananas, the this, the that, the everything that comes out of Florida, I don't know. But we all going to feel it. I hope when the banks knock on your door and say, hey, listen, man, these construction loans are going south because ooh, we took our customers' deposits and used it to fund these construction loans. And now we have customers lining up at the bank saying they want their money and we don't have it because all we keep on hand is 15%. The other 85% is invested. What you going to say? didn't think about that crap did you i hope you don't have rosa up in your mansion cleaning i don't i hope juan ain't out there cutting your grass i hope crazy ass getting rid of everybody and yes, there's a conversa well, conversation, well, pay people better. Well, I'll have you know that some undocumented people get paid very well. Not everybody is underpaid. Don't let go of folio. Some of them are paid very well. What is the problem? If, if you have an undocumented person who is working their asses off, in the hot sun, oh, hear this one. Get the blacks to do it. <laughs> Which blacks? Which blacks you gonna talk about? Get the blacks to do it. I don't think we're gonna be doing any picking or anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's gonna happen if we're not careful, and don't be surprised if this happens. Slavery will be reinvented. Guess how? You use the prisoners. They do that now anyway in Texas. Okay. I tell you the two of them in bed together, fondling each other. There's a farm just up the road from me. Or there's a prison just up the road from me. <laughs> and they have a huge piece of land. And I see them out there. You know, I come from a, I come from a state where we typically have a hard time balancing. Uh, our governor has a hard time balancing the budget 
And to think that, you know, Disney was going to bring 2,000 uh, new employees from California to Florida that were making an average of $125,000 a year. And so that tax revenue is now uh, is now not coming to the state of Florida. Mm. You know, they, they put that on hold. You know, when, when you talk about the construction of the new um, of the new area where these people are going to be living at, I think they said it was like $1.7 billion. So that is all the construction companies in Florida that will no longer get that type of revenue. And not just the construction companies getting the revenue, but the people who work for those construction companies that take that money back into their own communities, you know, to live and to prosper. So it, this this definitely affects a lot of people. And it would behoove the state of uh, the residents of Florida not to put him in office again. Hmm. Thank you, MC. I hope they're awake now. Oh, but he don't want us woke, right? He want us asleep. He want us in the dark. My Latino community, what you going to do about it? Because you're the ones who want to feel like you've made it. You're the ones who turn your backs on your family members and friends who were in the struggle with you in Cuba. <laughs> I hope they're sitting in Cuba laughing at your asses right now. You thought you were a part of America. No. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Because you were light-skinned, you thought you were white, you bleached your hair blonde with your blue eyes, with your green eyes, and said, yes, we vote Republican because they're for the rich. <laughs> Look what he did to your family that was here in the States. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. There are people... There's a construction site he posts daily on TikTok what is going on every day. Nobody coming to work. Nobody. No, they're gone. Only one or two people there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> oh, and let me tell you that it, it it's real. It's real. So on Tuesday... The gentleman, he's from, uh, is it Guatemala? Lovely guy, love him. He does the yards in our neighborhood. So he pulls up on Tuesday. Normally it's like six, anywhere between six to eight of them. You know how many of them were out there on Tuesday? Tres. Him, his wife, and one more person. That was it. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I went to open the gate so he could, you know, be able to cut the grass. I'm like, hey, what's up? Where's everybody? Hey, they don't come to work. They gone. I sure as hell ain't going out there to cut no damn grass. I can tell you that. Three minutes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, I know I'm not cutting no damn grass. Sorry. Nah, I do it. So, yeah. So, Unless everybody's ready to go cut grass. That's what is going on. That's what's going on. But I have to say thank you so much to everyone for always supporting. 
Yeah, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Indeed, Bone Ticula, I agree with you. I and I salvation. True. I and I fear no evil no. one. I and I walk to the body of the shadow of death. I and I fear me. No, 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 Gotta say a big thank you to everyone that tuned in online, JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app. Take us on the go with you. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Thank you to everyone that tuned in on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. Keep it locked for quality music while you work or play. Lord is my light and, my and of course, a big thank you, as always, forever grateful to everyone that came through to Coffee in Tow, those who were here earlier. Thank you for lending your voice on the stage and thank you for your shares in the chat. And for everyone here with me, Virginia and Julie in the audience below and everyone else that was there earlier. On the stage with me, MC, Mad Lebron, Dre, Crystal, Marlon, Donald, James, and everyone else who was here earlier. Thank you. To my co-mod, Sunette, holding on to that tree. Javette and Rose Solo, who is still in birthday mode. <laughs> Thank you for holding it down with me. I appreciate you. To my folks on QMZ and Jano Radio, this was a Moments With Me media production. Moments With Me signing out. Catch you Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern for another episode of Coffee in Tow. Some gunman who say not them want to go church Ready for put down the fortified And go see father God And say that him quit all dirty works Killer here, Selassie, I ain't concerned Now to me, send me turn up in the dance like me Name Jan Gatti You know me trench coat and have a double more chatty That was just a little bit that to make my fans happy Now tell me, say your son duck and I rush them, you copy Now Jim Brown are the notorious natty Why you want to turn your black brother in a dopey? If you boss your man kill 